0: Wake up, wake up, 49ers fans. Guess what? You're in the NFC Championship game. It was a little bit of a heart attack to get there, but Larry, they got there. How are you, pal? Good morning. Uh, You know, everyone was all stressed out for about four solid hours, but you also got to sleep the sleep of victory, which is the best way to go to bed after a stressful football game. My God.
1: Oh, my God. I can't do this anymore. That was just unfreaking believable And, you know, I asked Dre Greenlaw in the post-game presser. I'm like, you know, were, 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 what was going through your mind, man? <laughs> what was going through your mind? You know, were you thinking maybe I ought to get down there? And he's, you know, he had a funny answer and everybody laughed. But, man, I mean, my 14-year-old said, Dad, I was at home. I was screaming, get down, get down. I was what, hoping one of the old, one of his own teammates would just tackle him. What was his answer? What was the funny answer? He's just saying, I'm just trying to make a play. Yeah, he's just like, you know, he's like, Fred told me, uh, I'll play it for you because it's so great. I I only have the audio because I haven't put it in the video yet. But here you go. Here's the question. What was going through your mind after the uh, second pick? Did you hear people yelling, get down, get down? Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait Fred told me I was supposed to get a pick six, so, I mean, it was kind of his fault. He told me, like, man, you getting a pick six, so I was trying to get one every time I got the ball. Nice. But, yeah, I know I didn't go that. <laughs> it was Fred's fault. Fred's fault. It was Fred's Fred. fault. Fred's, Fred's fault. fault.
1: Unbelievable. I Look. asked Kittle about it. Kittle's like, dude, he, he was, like, doing NBA crossovers. You know, he was – he was <laughs> I'm Oh, man. Kyle was like uh, shaking his head. He's like, some of the guys that I wanted to you know, yell at were some of the guys who made great plays. But, hey, look, I will stand on this. And you know it because you and I talked about it on many streams. And all the audience knows it as well. I emphasized not just this week, not just last week. I emphasized it in week 16, 17, 18. The 49ers aren't getting this done without Dre Greenlaw. You got to have Dre Greenlaw. He's a got to have it player. Steve Wilkes told me this week, man, you got to protect Dre from Dre. So they sat him out in week 18. The best part of week 18 was media. Dre Greenlaw will not be playing today because of uh, Achilles pain or whatever. Uh, he's battling some pain in the Achilles, but he said it in the post game. He's like, there was no way he wasn't going to play. I talked to him at his locker Friday. He knew there was no way he was not going to play. This is a guy who doesn't need to practice. He just needs to play. And he was, Damon, if you go back, and I watched that game on the condensed version on the NFL Plus when I got home last night. Uh, The only way to watch football, by the way, is just play after play. Everything's cut out. It's amazing. Um, But um, he made so many plays in that fourth quarter and so many plays, even in that final drive. I mean, he just was everywhere. And the guy has... Heart of gold, he's he's a lion out there. I mean, it's just amazing. To me, the biggest reason the 49ers won that game was Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. I know we can talk about Lenore and Kittle and, you know, JJ and CMC and Brock in the, in the final drive, and there's lots of heroes, but man, Greenlaw and Warner were constants, and um, I know Aaron Jones had a big night, but Those two gut linebackers. If the Niners are getting this thing done, Damon, it's going to be because Greenlaw and Warner lead them there. Well,
0: and it's going to be because when it's time to go and get yourself a big drive, you got a quarterback who did it on a night where he was struggling. You know, can you win when everything is going right? The Niners have checked that box so often, no one's even impressed by it anymore. Can you win when anything is going wrong? It felt like the Niners hadn't checked that box not once all this year. They hadn't won a single game where they'd been trailing in the second half and they save this performance in the postseason to check a box that a lot of people said they needed to check along the way. And I'm wondering, Larry, in if some crazy, cockeyed universe, last night's game wasn't a really, really good thing for the Niners, for their confidence. It's a game where no one, Was absolutely on it. No one really played a great football game. There were a couple good individual performances, and we will talk about all of them here this morning. But they won with their B game. They won with their B minus game. They won with their C plus game. I don't know. You know, B minus might even be generous. They got it done when it mattered most. And can the Niners win ugly? Is a question we've been asking ourselves, the audience, and the team itself all season long. Can they win ugly? Larry, they they went home with the ugliest girl in the bar last night. <laughs> they got it done. <laughs> I, I, they, they won ugly. They won ugly, and it was a heart attack on a plate. There are so many things. Had just one thing happened, you're either in overtime or you're losing that game. There's a lot of second-guessing of coaching decisions this morning. Uh, there's a lot of finger-pointing on a whole bunch of things that might have gone wrong. Kyle has absolutely exposed himself for further criticism of coaching tight in big moments at the end of halves and at the end of games. I mean, Kyle has some tendencies that aren't great, but the Niners overcame them and they've got a clean slate for whoever shows up next weekend. Nothing that happened Saturday night at Levi's Stadium does anything to affect the outcome of the next game and the next game's the most important one of the entire year. You can just put this one behind you. The only thing that could affect the outcome is Debo's status, and the good news out of Debo early this morning is it doesn't seem like anything serious occurred.
1: Which then, of course, you know, you got all these people going, he's soft, why do you leave? You know, it's like, oh, my God, stop calling football players soft. Um, A guy named Quantopoli sent a a tweet late in the fourth quarter and i know you got it because you're attached to this <laughs> you know he sent it to me he sent it to you he sent it to dan orlovsky and a few other people he says i guess we got our answers 49er fans brock purdy's not the answer niners need a quarterback wow you know, it's just like you know we got to we got to just stop with this guys we got to stop i mean there's you know i'm all about make a knee jerk reaction but um you know just because the guy struggled last night doesn't mean he's not the guy to me. Um, I think you're totally spot on. I think this game is going to help them. Good luck to whoever they get next, because the odds are they're not going to play that kind of a game next week. Uh, Brock may have some problems in wet conditions. I, you know, it seems like he's kind of torn. Do I wear a glove? Do I not? The wet football bothers him. You know, I think I might, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, have him you know work with some wet wet uh, footballs from time to time on game weeks where you know you're gonna the rain's gonna be there why not I mean you you mock up everything else you're playing in a in Seattle you've got gigantic speakers that you'll bring out and blast speakers really loud trying to emulate or not emulate but uh um you know copy the the simulate. sound what's that simulate simulate thank you thank you it's early uh, simulate that sound, um, you know, that you're going to get in Seattle. Why wouldn't you try to simulate the weather? Um, so I don't know. I think Kyle's a great coach. There's a little bit of stubbornness to him for sure. I, I, you know, he, he gets (sighs) the thing that drives me so crazy about him in the second quarter is they put so much money, Damon, into their defense, They obviously have so many of their resources tied up in their defense, but then they treat their defense like it's a major liability and not a strength. Lean into it. You have belief in your defense. Um, Don't worry about giving somebody the ball with 30 seconds left. Just don't have Steve Wilkes calling all out blitz. And I think you'll be fine. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you saw in Minnesota. I mean, they so worried about he's clearly I watched it again and he's clearly serving multiple masters in that in his mindset in that final drive before the half they got the ball back with 409 left to go in the first half and to only get a long field goal attempt from your rookie kicker which you were trying to avoid altogether you know leaning on him it's just inexcusable I mean the drive was just totally inexcusable. They didn't handle the clock well. They wasted 45 seconds. 409 left. First and ten from the 25. They run McCaffrey left for one yard. Second and nine. He goes to Jennings for 12 yards. Now it's first and ten on the 38. He goes CMC and a half back toss for three yards. It's second and seven on the 41. Purdy to CMC for nine yards. It's first and ten on the 49. Are the plus 45 cmc runs seven yards second and three cmc runs four yards then you know you're already by 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 that second down play they were already at the two minute warning they went they ran one two three plays in two minutes you gotta be able to speed it up a little bit in that situation and not be so worried about i mean they they settled for a Forty-eight yard, Jake Moody field goal, and before, and there, and yet, Niner fans, and I get it. You like Kyle Shanahan. I like Kyle Shanahan. I'm a big backer of Kyle Shanahan. Don't just because you know it's like you love your kid doesn't mean your kid does everything right. You know, you love your wife doesn't mean she does everything right. You love your head coach, you think he's great, fine. Doesn't mean he did everything right. It wasn't right. That they got the ball with 409 left and they settled for a 48 yard Jake Moody field goal, you know, with no time. I mean, it's like they botched that. They wasted time. They blew their timeouts. You got to either hurry it up and get down there uh, or give Jake a chippy, uh, you know, chip shot field goal. I mean, you had to score at least three. And 49er Brian's like, crew, come on, we won. I'm just saying this is a problem that supersedes this game it's it's a problem that shanahan has had he wants to he wants everything he wants to score right before the half and also leave his opponent zero seconds on the clock and it's just it is you know what it is it's it's a hard out in radio it's a hard out you know when they say hey uh, Damon we need a hard out at nine seventeen fifteen and you've got i can't you can't get out at fourteen. And you can't get out at eighteen. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's so, the near impossible.
0: It does feel like Kyle is in such a quest for perfection. He lets pretty good pass him by sometimes. You know, it, and someone needs to tell him, like Kyle, you don't get bonus points if you score when the clock hits zero. You know, the, you don't get any extra for that. You do get
1: the. You, you had know, to have points there, man. It had to be 10-6 yeah. yeah. and half, and it was seven six.
0: And the thing is, it's. I don't understand why you're just letting that 40 seconds burn off the clock at midfield. You know, you're inside the 15-yard line, and you're a throw away from a pretty relatively short, somewhat easy red zone score. You can start playing with the milliseconds, but you shouldn't start playing with the milliseconds when you're out at the 45, 48-yard line, and you're just thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to cover half the field with three timeouts, no problem at all, with only 12 seconds left on the clock. Like you don't have enough time to run the plays that you want to run. And that's what bothered me the most about it. Kyle is literally doing more to shrink his own options and his own playbook in the quest of what, not letting the best defense in football pretty much all year long, have to defend a full football field for nine seconds. Exactly. 18 seconds at the worst. So,
1: you know, you had to have points there. I, I I some I think he gets kinda he's he's running the game, running the clock. He's the offensive coordinator. He's got a lot going on there. And I just think that I mean, I don't want to insult anybody, but I just think that they that he may need a little bit of help from some other entity that says, Okay, let's do it this way. And I don't know. I don't know well, what the answer know, is. It's, it's not time at all to talk about offseason
0: moves. You're in the right. NFL title game. The, yeah, play, I mean, all the matter. We're not talking about the offseason, but there are two hires that I would like to see Kyle make this offseason. Hire whoever it takes to improve this special teams, which has been a blind spot in the Niners entire run under Kyle Shanahan. Special teams can improve full stop They've got and a good special teams coach right now. Right, but they don't play well on special teams. They Special teams is constantly a just don't screw it up. It's not seen as any opportunity to
1: improve the game. You know, like Wisnowski does a hell of a job. They used a third-round pick on a kicker, a fourth-round pick on a punter, signed George Odom to big money. They're doing the kinds of things that you would typically say you ought to do, but I hear you. They yeah. They've got – I mean – they had a major advantage on special teams on paper over Green Bay, who was like 30 second DVOA on special teams. But that the K, the Keyshawn Nixon thing was just oh my god! That and was the, a, that was a gut punch yeah. too. And, and and Larry, the other thing is like like you're saying, the team needs a clock coach,
0: a guy who's not even looking at the football game. Just looking at the clock, considering timeouts left and is a, you know, a, a, a beautiful mind in terms of knowing exactly when to stop clocks and call timeouts. And
1: how about a hurry up game? Does this team team have a hurry up? Yeah. I mean, you would think that, that you would think they would have a hurry up. I, I asked Kyle six weeks ago, I said, Kyle, do you ever play around with the idea of tempo and maybe trying to speed it up. I mean, the Niners have the hardest um, eligibles to cover. You got a quarterback that's really, really smart and processes fast. You know, you are an off you're your own offensive coordinator. So there's no like debate on the headsets. You can get plays called uh, in on time. And he's like, yeah, we did that a lot when I first got here. And I, I get and then he's like, we don't do it as much now. And I'm not I'm not really sure why they don't. But I would, you know, they won a bunch of games, Damon, by by big margins this year. In those big margin games, why not take one series a game? I mean, I almost think it would be, like, advantageous to get to, like, have a reputation around the league as, hey, you know what? If you play the 49ers one series a game, they're going to go hurry up on you, and you don't know when it's coming. And I think they would put tremendous pressure on their opponent Um, and I I like the idea of tempo and if you run some more tempo on a regular basis, then I think you could go hurry up in some of these end of halves, end of games and have your guys feel like more, um, united and more like it's like a regular kind of thing, but they don't don't, I don't, I don't, I know they practice it, but they don't do it in games and they look like they don't understand that they should go hurry up sometimes and right before the half. That,
0: what's odd about that is like Kyle is obsessed with finding weaknesses and mismatches. And when you know you got a weak player, when you know you got a soft target of opportunity on the field, why wouldn't you go hurry up to keep him on the field? Right? Why wouldn't you go hurry up to keep whatever advantage you think you have? This player on that player is where I can pick up a first down. Why wouldn't you continue
1: to do that? Especially when you look around the league, Damon, and everybody's got all these sub packages. I mean, you watched Dallas last week. They're they're trotting guys on, trotting yeah, guys off. If Jim Harbaugh, if Jim Harbaugh comes back to the NFL, you saw the national championship game. He's got all kinds of different guys coming on and off the field. It's situational football and specialists and you know, different looks and three safety looks. And it's like you can negate a lot of that by, you know, you get a defense. Um, uh, you know, and and don't let them substitute because you hurry it up. I mean, I just think playing with tempo. I saw what it did to the Niners when they played the Falcons in Atlanta when Arthur Smith went hurry up against the Niners, and it puts a little stress and pressure on your defense, and that's a good thing. So, you know, you got this awesome offense. You're one of the big offensive gurus. Work in a hurry up. And then if you work in a hurry up, I think it will give you more confidence to play faster inside of the two-minute warning going into the half. I don't know. It's all nitpicking at this point. I will say this. I will say this. If you watch, that game was hell to watch. But guess what? It was super enjoyable in the condensed post version after you know your team won. You know? oh, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Every negative play that last night we were like, oh, my God knowing you that you won. Oh. It's all and all I got to say is, you know what? I I should have given more love in the post game last night to Demo Lenore. That man is an absolute star in the making. He's got he's got that he was the one guy Damon who at his locker told me we are not losing this game. And he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to say it. And then he went out there and played like here it is the best jacob thomas demo a dog and it's probably d d a w g i mean d demo lenore is is absolutely if i could replicate that guy if i could clone if i could clone that guy and have you know 10 other guys on defense that all were made of what that guy's made of i would do it that guy is awesome
0: he picked the right game to have the best game of his young career
1: He's awesome, man.
0: Ambry yeah. Thomas picked the wrong game to maybe have the worst game of his career. That could have been the fatal flaw in last night's game. And Thomas had a rough, rough night, man. There's He's no, got to play with
1: more poise and the no ball pretend, in the air.
0: Yeah, no, no pretending. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I think the thing that you and I do best is we don't pretend. Right. Okay, we don't pretend. Let's not pretend that anything in that game was optimal last night. It really wasn't. You can carve out room to compliment a few performances, but overall, That is among the least impressive football games the 49ers have played all season. Regular postseason doesn't matter. That was not a great afternoon, evening of 49ers football.
1: Until the final drive. And then Purdy came alive, man. Purdy was great in the final drive. You got to give it to him. He he completed 86 he had completed 53% going into the final drive. On the final drive, he stepped it up and completed 86%. Well, it's known as six for seven for
0: 47 yards on that decisive drive. Purdy was six for seven for 47 yards. And then maybe among the biggest plays he made was the scramble to inside the what the six yard line, wherever he got when he ran the ball and he he talked it and ran. And it was, uh, it was the right choice. It was a game where they found themselves without I think, a key cog of the entire evening's offensive plan. And that's another, like, come on, Kyle. you got to have a left hand to go along with your right hand, and you got so many weapons. Just because Debo is out of this game early doesn't mean half the playbook should just vanish. It also doesn't mean you should ask anyone to play like Debo, and that handoff to begin the second half to Jawan Jennings is maybe the single most, what are you doing here, Kyle? Offensive snap of the entire season. Like, that is somebody who is in his too cute bag. I, uh, do you understand that that's not Debo Samuel? He should not be running the ball there. Juwan Jennings hasn't been asked to do that all season long. You're going to ask him to do it now in what had the markings of being the most important drive of the entire season after you just let down the end of the first half. you got to come out here at the beginning of the third. got to do something, and they go three and out. Like, that's oh, the one time where I said yes. to myself, they're going to
1: lose this football game. I know. They're oh, I'll ne- say this. I never felt like they were going to win this game from the beginning. It just, it never felt good. It never felt good. And by the way, Jawan Jennings, he's a free agent this off season. You wouldn't have won yesterday, fellas, without Jawan Jennings. Six targets. He caught five balls for 61 yards. He blocked a guy into the Gatorade on the on the opposing sideline. Did you see that play?
0: Yes, yes.
1: I mean, that's like you know blindside stuff. You know, from I mean, Jawan Jennings is absolutely one of the toughest. You got to have toughness, man, and he is tough. That's a tough guy, man. And
0: as we said many times, that's a really good Packers team. That's a really good football team. I mean, the Niners absolutely left an awful lot of incompletes on their report cards. They forgot to dot I's and cross T's all night long. But the Packers. Packers are coming, uh, baby. I'll tell you, the Packers have to be waking up this mo- morning feeling like they let the opportunity of a lifetime slip through their ha- hands. If if Niners fans are elated with the thank God we survived that, Packers fans have to be saying, I, I can't believe we lost that game. I can't believe we lost that game. Now, what's really weird, you get into the box score and you'll find out that the 49ers did outperform the Packers in some statistical categories, and it didn't feel that way at all. The feeling of that game was the Packers were in control until the Niners were in victory formation, basically. And they lost control of a game that it felt like they were in control of. The nitpicking that can go on in Green Bay uh, can go on for days and days and days where this entire game was won. And, Larry, we're going to get to just our facts here. We got some other uh, a new segment to work into the postseason show today on Wake Up. Ah. Oh, yeah. Damon was working last night. But wait, there's more. But wait, Wait, there's more. Um, This entire game feels like it turned at the end when Brock, you know, game-winning drives will do that, right? Game-winning drives will make you think, that's where the game was won. And sure, it was in some ways. But where the game was really won was by this defense deciding to just bend and not break on the first three red zone trips. Larry, three red zone trips by the Green Bay Packers, six points. That's where the Niners won this game. They won it with the red zone stops in the first quarter. That's where this game was won. And the fact that that Lafleur. Went for it on fourth and one, and I know. Look, he might have got it. That might have been a bad spot. I thought he got it in real time. Then I saw another angle, and I'm like, eh, Packers got a little jobbed on that spot right there. I don't know. Uh had that been a field goal, a makeable field goal, the game's in overtime right there. Had Carson not missed or Carlson not missed the other uh, uh, kick in the game, that 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 game could be in overtime. And In
1: an overtime, anything can go wrong, so it, it's. We got over two thousand people in the chat. How many of them last week were ripping the shit out of me when I was saying that Green Bay is good and that you Why know are you guys
0: afraid? Why are you guys afraid of the? You're pack? afraid. You're what
1: afraid? are you, Craig? You're afraid. We're gonna roll these guys by four touchdowns. We're gonna be. It's like come on, guys. You know, what I mean, it's like you know. um, I get things wrong. I get things right like everybody else. But come on, man. You know, Green Bay was good. You don't go into Dallas gagged. But you don't go into Dallas and hang 48 on their defense without having a good offense. I mean, Jordan Love is is good, but he's young and in the biggest moments at the end with the place rocking and rolling um, you know, and the rain coming down. He made a couple mistakes, and Greenlaw were there to, was there to pick him off. But, I mean, Green Bay has got a great young GM named Gutekunst, and LaFleur's is a solid coach. It's a really well-run organization. And, man, how they hit with, with Jordan Love. Uh, they hit with Dobbs. They hit with Reed. They hit with Melton. They hit with Musgrave. They hit with Watson. They hit with Kraft. They hit with Wicks. I mean, they... They, you know, they, they need some more defense. Um, They need a healthy, you know, Jair Alexander, but Green Bay to me, I I, I'll say this. And I said this in camp, I said, man, it's going to be the Niners and the Eagles for the foreseeable future in the NFC. No, because, you know, one thing I always forget is how fast the NFL dial turns and The careers are so much shorter, and everything's so sped up, right, Damon? So it looks like it's Niners, Eagles, but in reality, the Niners and the Eagles are are older teams, Um, and there's these young bucks like Detroit and Green Bay and a couple of others that are coming up, and um, it just it goes by fast. So all I got to say is, just you know, Green, forget me, take me out of the equation. I'm just saying, Green Bay is coming as a as a young team and this Detroit team that I think it's coming to you know we'll find out today but I think Detroit's going to get it done in a big way today um they're they're coming too, you know uh Hutchinson and all these young Brian Branch and Penny Sewell and Laporta and Amon Ra and I mean they're coming I'm um, Jameer Gibbs they're coming.
0: in a grown-up adult version of Jared Goff, who's a lot yeah. better than the Jared Goff we remember from Los Angeles. And uh, yeah. it's together and, and coming together. They're coming. These
1: young teams are coming.
0: Yeah, they've taken on their identity of their head coach, who we're both fans of. There's no doubt about that. It doesn't
1: matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass.
0: That's <laughs> I mean, and, and that is the way they go out and play. Like, I remember... Yes. I remember when everyone was laughing at that. I mean, I remember the first time I heard it. I told Lucas immediately. I'm like, "Cut that, Lucas. That is incredible. Exactly. We're going to play that <laughs> soundbite all season long." It's the one soundbite that I used to play for Ray Ratto that Ray liked. <laughs> I mean, and,
1: and seriously, when I would fill in for you at 95.7, I I would say, "Hey, um, they're like, do you want any sound?" I'd be like, "Um, well, the, you know, Damon's got a soundboard. Can I just get the uh, can I just get the Dan Campbell with the uh, the one ass cheek uh, line?" That <laughs> these,
0: these nuts, and that guy—that's a, guy, a guy who's intense as hell, who also knows how to keep a team loose. And that is how the Lions play. The Lions are out there like they don't care how many ass cheeks or toes. Doesn't
1: matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. And all they're trying to do is go out there and beat your ass. That's what they do. They're that's they're a- they're ridiculous though. Between Kirby Joseph and and uh, Gardner Johnson. Those guys remind me of Whitner and Goldson
0: well and Gardner Johnson's been a little bit banged up and if for some reason that one of my favorite know, players in the whole league if for some reason the Lions are not here next weekend and it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I bet you it's one of those games where he didn't go through he he couldn't play the whole thing you know I mean he he's a he's a game tilting player he really is um but we need how about this on Monday at 8 a.m West Coast time Larry and I are going to be right back here. 24 less than 24 hours from right now with a wake up because this wake up this Sunday special edition of wake up is to look back at what happened last night and try to figure out how the Niners survived that Monday's wake up will be a full preview of the NFC championship game which we can't do right now because we still don't even know who's coming and as you can tell from last night anything can happen in a football game playing at home with pressure to win was almost enough to smother the Niners. If that can happen, it can happen to the Lions as well. So we'll we'll see, right? Um it is I'm rooting great, hard for Tampa. Yes, root hard for Tampa without a doubt. Uh it is wonderful to have you here. I've got more people in my room right now, Larry, on my side of this broadcast than I've had, I think, for any other wake up. So that is great. You said you got a robust audience on your channel. We put them together. Voltron has been formed, and it's wonderful to have you. Please hit subscribe. Please hit like. Uh, Memberships, indeed, available. Both of our channels, the support that you've given Larry right from the jump that Larry's given me, that so much of Larry's audience has given me, it's meant an awful lot, and we've grown by leaps and bounds this year, and this show will go on After football season, there is something about Wake Up that people are responding to that means we're going to keep doing this throughout the entire year. So thank you for being here. Like, subscribe, all
1: those things. Larry, are you ready for just the facts? I'm ready. You're ready. And uh, over 2,000 people in the room are ready as well. By the way, Roland does say if they do hire a clock coach, they should hire a guy
0: who just has a huge Flava Flav clock, <laughs> and that's how you can identify the clock coach because he's Wait wearing a, second. a big
1: clock. What about, what about Big Dom? Maybe Big Dom? Try to take him away from Philly? Hey, Big Dom, we got a sideline duty for ya. you. You want to be out there. You want to be part of the team so want to be
0: part of it. Poor Big Dom. I wonder if Big Dom is Philadelphia's new Steve Bartman. Does he have to like leave?
1: <laughs> Does- no, I'm sure he's probably embraced. He's probably he's probably eating Philly cheesesteaks for free, probably. And I hear he's a
0: great guy, so that's good. All right, let me give this a nice starting point for edit to uh, for Kevin to have a nice edit. Larry, are you ready for just the facts? I am ready. San Francisco has reached the conference championship game for the 17th time since 1980, which is the most in the NFL during that span. That ain't bad. Let's just start right there. There is no team that appears in its conference championship game more in our modern football lifetimes than your San Francisco 49ers. Now as a fan base, as a, as an assembled media As YouTube content creators, we are hard on these boys. We are hard on them. And they are more often than not on the precipice of doing something special, certainly more often than not measured against their own competition in the NFL. So, you know, tip of the cap. Tip of the cap, 17th conference championship game since 1980. The 49ers are in the title game for the third consecutive season and for the f- for the fourth time in franchise history and for the first time since the peak of the Harbaugh years from 2011 to 2013. They've won five consecutive postseason games now against the Green Bay Packers. And the win Saturday night at Levi's is the 37th playoff victory in 49ers franchise history, which ties them with the Packers and the Patriots for most playoff wins in NFL history. So, you know, there's a reason why the 49ers are one of the crown jewels of the NFL's crown. This is an incredible franchise. And uh, again, the stakes to win it all this year are massive, but let's appreciate where they are and how they got here on a night after maybe they shouldn't even be hosting the NFC title game, they're doing it. So hats off, hats off. Larry is somebody who grew up being bounced on his daddy's knee at candlestick. You know, this, this has got to mean an awful lot to you and you appreciate the steps along the way to greatness here. They are at a vital step. You can't be great without this step. And they're in this step once again.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, this is, it's great to see them back on top. I mean, you know, it, it was, they were on top in the eighties. They were on top in the nineties, man. They fell off there in the two in awesome. thousands, the two thousands, awesome. were just a nightmare. Uh, Dennis, Dennis Erickson and all these, I mean, it was just a nightmare.
0: Mike Nolan,
1: Mike, Mike Silver Nolan, smell in the building. Well, I love the smell in the building. Really? Uh, to me, it's stunk. Um, and, and, um, uh, You know, obviously they they had the Harbaugh tease years. And I say tease because they got close, but no cigar. And then back to Tom Sula, Chip Kelly. I remember I was sitting there in the press box with John Lund during the Chip late in the Chip Kelly singular season going, what happened? We were just on top. And now we've allowed 700 yard rushers in a row. Our head coach talks a, a million miles an hour. Um, and you know, it's just like, he's supposed to be innovative. He just, what's innovative about Chip Kelly. He calls bad plays at a rapid pace. I mean, it was like, (laughs) seriously, I mean, it was like, you know, there's a guy who played fast and played terrible. I mean, it was like, nobody inspired less confidence in Chip Kelly in a post game.
0: There is only one element of Chip Kelly's career with the 49ers that you can say he really did a good job with that. That was handling the Colin Kaepernick firebrand fiasco.
1: And, and what did he do? What did he, he just said, hey, we, lo- we love Colin and Colin is great. I mean, he, you know, I mean, it's, he didn't, he didn't try to go against Colin, which was smart, but he really, I mean, he, I don't know if I would say that he handled it well. He started Blaine Gabbard at the beginning of the season over Kaepernick. I don't know, but I hear what you're saying. He didn't allow it to become a gigantic firestorm or split the locker room or it
0: it was a firestorm but it really wasn't a storm that burnt inside the Niners locker room they stayed united and I'll give Chip credit for that Jed Jed deserves a
1: little credit there too because Jed said hey you know Colin here's a million dollars and you know we're behind you and the Niner players kept it together they gave him the Eschmont award you know they didn't fracture internally even though I mean I can tell you many many stories of of, uh, you know, Daniel Kilgore and others getting really pissed as, as, uh, Colin was holding court in the middle of the locker room, uh, talking to reporters about anything but football and, you know, guys were like, Hey, this is a circus and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, Kelly did a nice job as far as, uh, saying all the right things publicly. Just the facts, the Niners have improved to
0: 19 and seven in the divisional round in franchise history and Kyle Shanahan. As a seventy percent winning percentage in the postseason, he's seven and three as a head coach over ten games, including a three and zero record in Green against Green Bay, and five and zero at home, I believe. And he has never lost a home playoff game, and he's never failed to win at least two playoff games in any playoff run. So, if that truth remains, the Niners will be in the Super Bowl. So. Pretty good. Shanahan, again, he's reached the conference championship game in each of his first four playoff appearances as 49ers head coach. He is the second coach in NFL history to earn uh, a trip to the conference championship game in each of his first four playoff appearances. The only other coach who ever did that was George Seifert. So, and George Seifert, by the way, was handed a champion on a platter. Kyle was handed anything
1: but that. So, um, to me, I, the really- most impressive part—sorry, oh, Damon—I was going to say the most impressive part about Kyle was how quickly he assembled a really good staff. He, you know, he he knows good players, but he also knows good coaches. I mean, D'Amico, Sala, Bobby Slowick—you um, know—I mean, the the Niners put together talk- a very interview- good staff. Slowick's interviewing for three head coaching jobs
0: virtually today, yeah. so there could be another head coach off the Kyle Shanahan tree by the end of the week. So um, yeah. y- you're right. I mean, the evidence that Kyle hires the right coaches or the coaches that he hires become head coaches. So, um, and that's what good coaches do. Co- good coaches aren't afraid to to share the credit. Good coaches aren't afraid to spread around, uh, you know, re- responsibilities. And um, Kyle has done a hell of a job. Again, I really hope that he gets the Lombardi trophy. So the dumbest, among the pundits and critics will finally have the only X marks the spot of they're good at this or they're bad at this to finally identify and be able to say out loud, like Kyle's really good at this. And look, we spent the first half hour of this program today criticizing him because we hold him to such a a ridiculously high standard. You know, I accuse him of seeking perfection In a weird way, we're all seeking perfection from him. And perfection is not available in this league. It's not. It just isn't. This league is built to make sure you ain't perfect. And
1: um, everybody can be questioned. I mean, it's like questioning somebody does not mean doubting them. It it means that you have another thought. And, you know, I'll say this about Kyle, too, is um, and I've talked to uh, Chris Forster about this, the Niner offensive line coach. Kyle Shanahan doesn't care where a good idea comes from. If Damon Bruce has a good idea and he thinks it can help him win a game, guess what? He'll use Damon Bruce's idea. If Larry Kruger has a good idea, if Chris Forster has a good idea, if Brandon Allen walks in his room and, hey, Kyle, I've got a good idea, he doesn't care where a good idea comes from. Joan and payroll. You think he's getting some Joan and payroll advice? He'll, he'll take it from a guy in Section 160. He doesn't care where a good idea comes from. And to me, that's a smart person. Let's talk about playoff Brock.
0: Playoff Purdy. As we already told you, on the crucial drive that wins the game, after a, an evening of not being on it, it was, Purdy was not on his game, not for a minute. Until the final drive, when he went six for seven for forty-seven yards, made an incredible scramble, converted a third and ten with that pass to Brandon Ayuk that looked like he might have trapped it against the ground. He didn't. Best play of the night from Ayuk, and he didn't make many plays out there uh, last evening. The seventeen-yarder to Chris Conley, a guy who has oh, been loved. It. He, he he he's been so uninvolved all year to be that involved in the biggest drive of the year just shows you that, Hey, when your number is called, you got to go out there and do something and give credit to Chris Conley. He did that. Purdy uh, completed 23 of 39 for 252 yards, one touchdowns. It didn't feel glorious. It wasn't glorious. Some of the decisions that he made were Jimmy Garoppolo level. Holy shit. That should have been a pick six going in the other direction.
1: How about the Juwan Jennings catch that, that, that I thought that was, people said that I point, heard Olsen say, point, the high point of the, the, the high yeah, point. Olsen was like, that might have been his best pass of the night. I disagree. That might have been his worst pass of the night. You can't, you can't just go by the result. You know, uh, there's great passes that are incomplete. There's awful passes that are completed. That was an awful pass that was completed. There was four Packers all there. It floated in the middle of the field. There wasn't much on it. He completed it, but I mean, no, 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 (laughs) you know, it's like, no, you don't want that. I'll tell you this. I watched this game on the binoculars a lot. And the one thing I noticed, and I'd be interested to hear Brock talk about it this week. And I don't know if he will, but. Um, his, his footwork, his, at the top of his drop, his footwork was locked. He, his feet. It reminded me of Garoppolo, um, you know, where Garoppolo some get Garoppolo had one of two things going on. He either had pitter patter feet and he, and they looked very, very, you know, the opposite of quiet feet. They were loud and you know, and like unsure of himself or they were locked Like he, like, like literally he had you like a basketball player that's used his dribble and doesn't can't move. Or like you see kids play youth basketball and they've used their dribble and then their feet are locked and they start leaning. Brock Purdy, the, the feet got locked at the top of his drop, like at least seven or eight times. So I was calling Maybe he was was calling for rollouts. I want to see the Kyle move the pocket just because get him his feet moving a little bit. um, And, you know, they just didn't call those plays. He was in the in the pocket a lot. But, man, I'll say this. The one thing I love about um, uh, I love about Brock Purdy is that this guy shows up for the W. He doesn't care about the completion percentage. He doesn't care about his passing stats or his running stats or his this stat or his that stat. The guys about the W, and I'll, I'll 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 roll with the guys who show up to win. If you well, show up to win, you can play for me. You know, we talk about mental acuity, and this is where Brock
0: has a level of mental acuity to process and see the game in a way that is. As if not more valuable than any physical attribute that his critics will tell you he doesn't possess, um, Purdy did a great job last night on getting rid of the ball on a couple occasions. Some of the didn't take the negative play plays, he didn't are turn it over, plays, yeah. And and and, and but he tried a couple times. Holy shit! I mean, oh, my he really got the
1: savage one in
0: the first oh, half. Oh, oh, he's he got again lucky. the Niners he got, got away with some football murder. On Saturday night. They did got. He got, got, a, a, he, got a, he probably could have thrown three picks yesterday, maybe four. Yep. It could have happened. The way that he doesn't get stuck on something negative is among his greatest attributes. He puts things behind him, whether it be a great play and a touchdown or a horrific drive and a failure. He moves on and that's what guys who've been well coached throughout their careers are able to do stay in the moment. Don't worry about the moment that has passed. Don't worry about the moments that are coming up. Be Zen, live in the moment and Brock Purdy's great at being in the moment. Um, maybe the reason why his feet looked a little stapled is because he was unsure of his footing. I mean, I, I'm seriously wondering how many 49ers slipped and fell down on the way to the parking lot last night. Did they get their cleats right after the game? Because it didn't feel like they got their cleats right at any point in time during the game. Larry, there, they is Tayshawn Gibson out surfing somewhere today? Because that wow. guy was floating on water all night last night.
1: Yeah, he couldn't keep his feet. Mooney couldn't keep his feet. There was a point in the game, and this is another advantage when you watch it on TV as opposed to being there. You know, I didn't realize this. But uh, they said it in the broadcast when I watched the rewatch. The Niner defenders were all changing their cleats in the middle of the game. Yes, guys, that's got to happen. That's got to happen in the pregame. And I had a long conversation with Loneal about this. And there's three different, you know, cleat links that you can go to. And I asked Neal, I said, why wouldn't you just go with the deepest cleat? And he's like, Krug, sometimes that if you go with the deepest cleat, your, your feet actually stick and some guys really don't like that feeling it's almost like walking on a beach uh, or in mud you know um and you're you know you're it's it's hard to pick them up and put them down and you lose a little speed if you go to a longer cleat um, but yeah I mean you got to test that thing out in the pregame but I guess the you know when the rain came heavy um you know guys started switching their cleats supposedly the entire niner defense. We're switching their cleats in that second quarter or like late a, first quarter. Penn State used to come on out and have
0: the rack of shoes on the sideline. Like the, the Niners maybe need to pull a, a, a Joe Paterno card out and just travel with a rack of cleats to change into. Um, yeah, it was – look, I – you know me, I don't like Levi Stadium, and it I, a Candlestick might have drained better than Levi Stadium. That was a wet surface that the the Packers played a lot better on than the Niners did. So they either got to get their equipment manager on the spot, or they need, how do you have a, a brand-new stadium that doesn't have the proper field drainage? If that was the issue, I don't know. But it just, the Niners, the Niners did not look comfortable on their own home field. And that, to me, is always hard to explain away.
1: And 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 Brock's got to decide. Do you want to go with the glove? Do you not want to go with the glove? Um, right. And, and I don't know what. Maybe somebody can de- de- design a towel that, like, somehow you can, you know, vacuums up water or something. The Shamwow, you
0: know? Larry, the wow. We've all well, seen. We've seen the it, commercial. You know, the maybe Shamwow out there. You
1: know when you go to the dentist and you've got you know drool going and they go get that thing and it's. Yeah. How about a towel that has like an electric towel that has like a moisture suck up right there? Uh, you know, something, but you know, I'll say yeah, this hand warmer the Super Bowl's played in the dome. That's right. Super Bowl be played in the dome. Mark in the Mark Davis dome. So um the you know, the uh PF Chang's dome. Niners don't have you know, don't won't need uh won't need any any concern there, so well, they can true. just get there. And next week is supposed to be more dry than this week. So, but th- it does make you wonder about January football and how did Brock Purdy do this? How is he so successful at Iowa State? I've been to Ames, Iowa. It, they get bad weather there, like yeah, most of the year. Would be the best
0: way to describe Ames, Iowa. Yeah. Not so tropical. how did this guy do it there? Um. Well, you know he. One would argue that he he didn't. I mean, he was very good, but he was also not good enough to be drafted in a round that anyone considers you know a decent round to be drafted in. He, a, he has thirty two school records. He does. He does. But uh, you know, it obviously he wasn't that impressive, or he wouldn't have been the last pick in the draft.
1: I've never seen a. I've never seen a player do what Brock Purdy did last night. He literally was drying his hands During in the, the middle play.
0: of a play. In the middle of a, I've not seen that one either. I haven't seen that one either. They're going to have to figure out a way to animate that on the next version of Madden. Either way, Larry, dry hand, wet hand, good ball, bad ball, cleat, foot quietness, foot happiness, foot staple to the ground. Brock Purdy became the fifth quarterback in NFL history to win a playoff game in each of his first two seasons. There's been a lot of quarterbacks. It's a short list when there's only five. Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger, Mark Sanchez, and Russell Wilson. Now you got a couple lucky situations in there. You got a couple Hall of Fame quarterbacks in there. Um, Brock Purdy, who knows where it goes? Who knows where it really ends up and finishes? We don't know where this year goes or finishes, much less his career. It's one of the greatest starts any quarterback has ever had in the history of their careers. Full stop, nothing to criticize. There's nothing for Amy Trask to refute. There's nothing for Nick Wright to refute there. You don't like the player, his poise, his build, his, his physical makeup. That's not what I'm talking about. How many games did you win? Did you go to the playoffs? And what'd you do when you get there at the beginning of your career? Brock Purdy has as much is as much to pull out as Milton Burrow does and showing that the beginning of his career is legit.
1: It's did you uh, did you see Amy Trask's tweet? She said, "Dear Brock Purdy, you led to your 49ers to a game-winning touchdown. Congratulations. If you advance to the Super Bowl, which I believe you will, I'll treat you to ice cream in Las Vegas. Congratulations 49er fans. Enjoy this." <laughs> I don't even want to read the comments because you know here's you know the, the comments are going to be like, you know, ah! it's going to be all negative. amy's a good person amy is a good person and
0: i think the reason why what she said was offensive is because we do know she actually does know football she really does she knows as much you know she knows football and for him to for her to just be that dismissive it felt it felt a little uh created in the moment for attention and she certainly did get a lion's share of attention for it she
1: got a lot of attention um
0: and if she wants to have the Amy Trask Ice Cream Social in Las Vegas. I hope you and I both get tickets to that because it'll it'll be it'll be fun and she'll have sprinkles. Um, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey, who again, it's almost like Steph Curry. You expect him to hit six threes every night, and you don't even acknowledge when it happens. We expect Christian McCaffrey to score a couple of touchdowns every single time he's in a football game. And you don't even really, it doesn't feel like a standout moment when he scores multiple touchdowns even. That's how used we are to seeing it. Well, McCaffrey, 17 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns on the ground to go along with seven catches for 30 yards through the air. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was a C-plus
1: game for Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) So he did have one of the greatest plays of the year in this game. The 39-yard touchdown run. The jump cut on that was absolutely sinister. I mean, he just, he made two guys miss. He, he, it was a phenomenal jump cut. There were two defenders there. He jumped from his right to his left. Um, it was such an explosive jump cut that suddenly he had guys, he had guys in front of him and to his left and he jumped cut to the left and then they were both on. He jumped cut so, so decisively. But then they now were on his right hand side, and then he took it to the house. Um I love this I love Christian McCaffrey's um, you know, dependability, but and also he you know, he's a tone setter, he's an absolute tone setter. Um, it was great to see him on that touchdown run. And it felt like Kyle didn't use him nearly enough after I agree. the
0: entire regular season, maybe overusing him. In the biggest game of the year he forgets he's got christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the nfl and he's handing off to juan jennings who i don't think had a carry from a running back spot maybe he had an end around or a little razzle dazzle something i don't even know if he had that honestly as i think back through the entire year but christian McCaffrey had nine carries for 33 yards with a long of six in the first half so it was you know it 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 your first quarter i should say um But it was, look, it it wasn't a great game for the 49ers offensive line. I don't think it was a great game for the 49ers offense. It was a bad game, I think, for the 49ers defensive line. It wasn't a great night in the secondary. Uh, The two linebackers put this team into the win column as much as that final drive. And we will get to Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner here. Um, As a matter of fact, let's get there right now. Because Dre Greenlaw had himself uh, uh, an entire career in just one football game, his two interceptions are the first time a 49er player had two interceptions in a playoff game since Eric Davis picked off Troy Aikman twice in the '95 championship game. Uh, Greenlaw is also the first NFL linebacker to have two picks in a playoff game since Tommy Polly did it for the St. Louis Rams against Brett Favre. Remember Tommy Polly? Remember that name? Um, no. Greenlaw? <laughs> no, not really. Right? Uh, eight tackles, two interceptions. His first two postseason interceptions of his career, and one was bigger than the other. He has now 62 career playoff tackles. That's the fifth most by a 49er player in franchise history. Fred Warner, seven tackles on the evening. He's now got 71 in his playoff career.
1: That's the third most in franchise history. So uh, put Dre Greenlaw in the goddamn Pro Bowl. My God, seriously, what does it take? Uh, This guy is the most, most overlooked player in pro football. I mean, seriously, his first year in the NFL, 92 tackles. 92 tackles in 2019. Followed it up in 2020 with 86. This year, he had 127 tackles. Put that guy in the Pro Bowl. It's unbelievable that this guy doesn't get more love for the pro bowl. You know, it's,
0: it's, it's hard to be, you know, admired as a really good power hitter when you're either right in front of or behind Barry bonds. And that's the thing he's playing next to Fred Warner, who nobody hesitates to tell you that Fred Warner might be the best at this in the league and therefore, it just takes a little off Greenlaw's plate in the final evaluation, and that's what's happening more than anything else. If Fred Warner weren't here, and it was Dre Greenlaw's team, he'd be that Pro Bowler. I,
1: I really was such a great dude too. Friday, I'm standing right there at his locker as him, him and Purdy have that corner lockers right next to each other, and I always joke with them. I'm like, "Hey, man, this is like uh, if this were the Monopoly board. I go, this is you know Park at this is a uh, you know Park Place over here. Boardwalk. You know this this is the Boardwalk and Park Place. I mean, you guys." You guys, this is uh, this is, you know, this is Pack Heights of, uh, of the locker room. Um, and, uh, you know, those guys were sitting there and they were just rapping like dudes and, and Brock was, you know, asking him how his rehab was going. And Dre was taught telling about, Hey man, I, I've been rehabbing hard and I got here early. This guy, I don't think people realize well, how much, how many man hours has gone into Dre trying to get right physically. He took a couple of weeks off, but he's getting to the facility, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., getting treatment, getting, you know, extra, taking shots, trying to get ready. Dre appreciates Brock. Brock appreciates Trey. Uh, you know, the they, two guys are very different, different guys, different backgrounds. And Dre's had a tough life, you know. That's another thing. This guy is, this guy is uh, the picture of perseverance and um, doesn't complain, happy-go-lucky guy on the field and damon i've asked this question to a bunch of guys over the last couple years i'm like man if stuff's going down in a barroom brawl you can have anybody in the room uh roll up and back you who you got dre greenlaw's name comes up first i mean seriously the guys respect the hell out of him. um somebody yeah here we go this one saint patty greenlaw is football there you go. That's a pretty good way to say it. I mean, the
0: guy—the guy represents what you want in a football player: just all break, no gas,
1: on the edge. of Opposite. The you mean all all gas, no break? All you mean pass, no
0: break? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that not, at not all. No, I guess he's putting the brakes on the arm. I don't know. Yeah, I screwed that up.
1: He'll break um, you. He'll break you.
0: There you go. That's what I meant to say. So if that corner of the locker room is Boardwalk and Park Place, I guess last night. Where's Baltic? Am- Ambry Thomas is Marvin Gardens. You know, I mean, that's – yeah. last <laughs> night, Am- Ambry Thomas had probably the worst game of his professional career, given the stakes, given the moment. He was – he he was awful. Well, I mean, you got to play with, with more poise with the, the balls in the air. Player. He's a good football player he who good. had a really bad night.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to play with poise when the ball in the air, and you know one of the biggest plays in pro football is to underthrow the deep ball and then have the receiver come back for it. But when you you know you gotta you got you've got to turn and look and find the ball, or you gotta you can't let that receiver just come back into you, and then if he does, you got to get out of the way. You can't just bulldoze him. You got the the young Niner DBs. The Niners got away with one last night. They will not win the Super Bowl if their young DBs don't play with more poise with the ball in the air. They have to play with greater poise with the ball in the air. Simple as that. And I don't know how that's done. You know, it's up to Bullocks and and the, you know, Wilkes and the deep Wilkes is a former DB and he's a great DB coach. And man, Steve. If you're watching this, you got to get those guys coached up in the next couple weeks. And um, the young deep, there, there is no Jason Verrett. There is no, nobody's coming to rescue the young DBs. The, you know, you're young, play, you're young on the defensive side of the ball in the secondary. Logan Ryan's going to help. Gibson had a rough one yesterday, though he did make a number of plays. But um, Jair Brown, a- Ambry Thomas, Demo. Uh, Womack, maybe Womack gets up in one of these games, looter. These guys have to play and they got to play with poise or they're not getting it done. And look, if a defensive backs,
0: best friend is a pass rush. Defensive backs had no friends out there last night. What happened to this 49ers defensive line? I don't think there was any unit on the field that had a better game than the Packers' offensive line. They created the holes for Jones. Obviously, the downfield blocking by the skill players was on full display all night long. This is where you and I talked about how the Packers really do echo the best of the 49ers. They got a full team playing every run play. It's not just the offensive line and the running back. Everybody's in on a run play. I was stunned, though, to see... This defensive line, if I had walked up to you before the game and just said, Larry, here's the only thing I can guarantee Jordan Love is not sacked tonight. Did the Niners win that game? You would have said, No way.
1: I, I, you know, I talked about this all week. Green Bay was number two in the NFL in pass block win rate. So that's a stat that I really do believe in as far as offensive line stats. I, I don't, was Detroit number one, Larry? Was Detroit number one? I'm not sure actually. Because if it is
0: the, the if you might think be. they might be the Packers' one. offensive line up. was good, wait and you see the Lions blow in here next week if they're the team that shows up. Because they have a gonna whoop your ass across the line of scrimmage football team.
1: Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass.
0: That is the working motto of the entire Detroit Lions offensive line, who because they're still alive and the Eagles ain't. They get to say they're the best offensive line in football.
1: Pass block win rate by team. Let me see if I can find that. I'm um, still looking it up, but I, I will say this. Um, that was a concern, and I mentioned it to O'Neal in the pregame. 49ers have a big-name offensive line, our defensive line. They had six hits on, on Love all night. Five of them came from Nick Bosa. One came from Javon Kinlaw. Chase Young got to hit the quarterback. Randy Gregory, you got to hit the quarterback. Anybody, you got to hit the quarterback. Javon Anybody not named Nick Robert. Bosa, hit the quarterback. Somehow, some way, hit the quarterback. The the Niners are going to have to hit the quarterback. I mean, they're absolutely going to have they get golf next week, they got to hit him. Um if they get Lamar in the in the uh Super Bowl, they got to hit him. Hey, Hargrave had a really good season. I'm not even sure he played last night. Oh. Gosh, I was really disappointed in, in his lack of production. Was he did he the show up of, in the box? He, he is his name is not on the box score. He about how about, than, how, about how many snaps did Sebastian Joseph Day get? I mean, he played quite a bit. Um, and by the way, I've just in the rewatch, Feliciano started at right guard. Do you know I, I'm looking for the snap count. Let me see if I can find the snap count. Matty I Barrow's saw again. I saw Burford. Yeah. Burford was in there quite a bit at right guard. So I got to figure out who I got to get that snap snap count. Let's see. It's, I got the box here. Um, I got to find that because that uh, how many how many snaps did Burford play?
0: I'll tell you yeah. another thing that we got wrong too, Larry. You know, if we're going to try to victory lap when we're right, let's talk about when we're wrong. Yeah, sure. Um, Eric Armstead. I thought that he would be the bomb that, you know, solved all the running back running performance issues that the Niners have been looking at. I thought that his return to the middle of this defensive line was going to really shut down the concept of, of a running game popping off against the Niners. It didn't, it didn't. The Niners got pushed around at the line of scrimmage last night. They really did. They they did. It was Eric Armstead. Didn't see him. Hargrave. Didn't hear his name all night. Chase Young. Man, I really hope that you can pay off Chase Young with a big play or two in the upcoming remainder of this postseason because I think you're looking for a new team next year. This team cannot turn around and hand Chase Young a $25 million
1: a year contract, Larry. He's Uh, not worth it. It, Well, it's not coming. It's not coming. Uh, And and there's a bunch of good uh, pass rushers in this draft. We'll get into it in the springtime, right? But look, it was it was a no brainer to add Chase Young for
0: this year. I think it's all and he's a helped. He's helped away from Chase Young at the end of this year.
1: He's helped, but man, they got it. Somebody not named Bosa's got to hit the quarterback. I mean, it's I don't care. Maybe you got to activate Robert Beal. You know, maybe you got to um activate. You know, somebody else, I don't know, but you got to get, you got to hit the quarterback. You absolutely got to hit the quarterback. They didn't do it enough. Didn't do it enough at all.
0: Maybe uh, we need to put this on the table too, since he was one of the biggest concerns going into the postseason. What about this rookie kicker? Well, you know, you could say the ball came out on a too low trajectory, but a blocked kick. It didn't, some block kicks are totally on the kicker. I don't know if that block kick was on Moody. Um, So he doesn't even get to, you know, come close on his first field goal attempt at the postseason. But then he hits that 52-yarder. Larry, the 52-yarder is the third longest field goal in 49er playoff postseason history. Only Robbie Gold, who had a 53 and a 54-yarder, had more. And honestly, had Jake Moody not started the fourth quarter with that kick had the third quarter not elapsed. And he's kicking that way. It might not have gone. That thing just cleared the bar and he's got a big leg. Um, So Moody, Moody came through with a field goal. That was the difference in the final of the game. And thank God, Matt LaFleur was a little aggressive early on because he passed on an easier to make field goal. And then he watched his field goal kicker miss another field goal. So the Packers, you know, sort of left six points right there on the field
1: um, in a three-point loss. So, um, and this is... By the way, Damon, since we're going through the facts and the numbers, one fact that I think is really interesting, you know, when we go back and think of Brock Purdy and the job that he did in this game and and that final drive and, and how he struggled before that final drive, do you realize that if George Kittle catches that ball that was right on the hands that he just turned and tried to run up field purdy would have been seven for seven for like 60 yards with two rushes for 11 yards on that last, last drive i mean that would have almost been you know thinking you know stuff of of niner lore you know i mean six of seven great too but it, you know, you know how many people would be saying, yes, yeah, so he was seven for seven and he was perfect when it mattered. I mean, he really was Brock Purdy on the final drive. I mean, they're down 21, 17 with 618 to go the balls on their own 31 yard line. They met, ma- they marched 69 yards on 12 plays and they, it, you know, all wraps up with the McCaffrey six yard burst for the touchdown. Purdy was a George Kittle drop away from being seven for seven on the drive. It was a system drive, Larry. System
0: drive. <laughs> yeah. System drive. It was an hey, incredible maybe, system drive. M- maybe, m- did, did you find either of the stats that you were looking for? By the way, we'll put them right here in the just back far,
1: No, I, I didn't see how many snaps Burford played. I'll, I'll probably okay. get that later, but um, I was surprised. I was surprised. I thought Feliciano was going to be the guy full-time at, at, at uh, right guard, but no, it didn't happen that way. They used Burford quite a bit in this game.
0: So this is... Maybe more of my opinion than it is a fact, but I think it's an informed opinion, and I don't think anyone in the
1: chat or you or anyone is going to argue with me on this. And T-Dubs is Larry Robert Beale was on the field many times last night. Uh, he he is active. So, I mean, they, you know, and he's a young player, but he's got a lot of speed. I mean, they got to just they got to get to the quarterback. You know, uh, I'm not sure who or how, but they need to do it. For the first time all year, Let's be totally honest about this.
0: For the first time all year, the 49ers won a game when they weren't at their best. When the the Niners weren't at their best this year, they lost. And they were, you know, more on their best than they were off their best all season long, which is why they're hosting the NFC title game next weekend. But when they weren't on, when it wasn't the A game, they lost. Oh, here it is, Damon. Gizmo Maltese. Larry, Detroit is 13th in pass block win rate. Wow, thought, I think it'd be better than that. I mean, they, they they make their bones
1: in the running game too. Yeah, um, it's a great o line, but just shows what you know. This was a very difficult Packer team. I mean, this Packer team didn't allow Dallas to to uh, sack Love either, you know, and shut down the great Micah Parsons. So, for the first time, the Niners are the first team in the
0: playoffs in thirteen seasons without overcoming a second half deficit to win a game. Say that again. The 49ers were the first team to make the playoffs in the past 13 seasons without overcoming a second-half deficit to win a game. Yeah. This is where we come back to them being front runners. If the Niners were in control of a game, they won the game. When they weren't in control of games, they didn't win a game. They weren't in control of that game against the Packers at any point in time until victory formation, and Shanahan even admitted, the quote was, there were times when we were all off. How many football teams win football games when the head coach is admitting, yeah, we all weren't that impressive tonight? You know, so uh, it it wasn't pretty. And if you needed that final box, and a lot of people insisted they needed to check this final box to be taken seriously, they checked the fuck out of it last night because they won an ugly game. Can the Niners win ugly up until... Saturday night, the answer was, well, if they can, they haven't yet. Hopefully they can, but they haven't yet. They won ugly on Saturday night against the Packers, and that's undeniable. Again, my opinion, sure, but I also think it's a fact. We'll put that in there, and that is our final Just the Facts segment. Kevin Krueger, edit. There you go.
1: <laughs> we Nick Bosa, we needed a win like that. We just haven't come from behind in a while. Uh, the Niners had a comeback victory. The last time the Niners had a comeback victory was in week 17 last season against the Raiders in Vegas, where Purdy led them from behind. They were 10 down in the fourth. They tied the game forced overtime and won it in overtime. Um, Kyle Shanahan entering last night. Oh, for 30, the Niners were in games, including the playoffs when they trailed by seven or more points entering the fourth quarter. They had three games like that this year in the regular season. They lost all three. So they were down 21-14 enter, entering the fourth quarter, and uh, they pulled it out. So now they're 1-30. and 30. Um, So, I mean, there you go. And I'll say this, too. You know, it, it it's such a weird it's a weird time in Niner history. Why? Because the Niners have five Lombardis and yet we're all obsessed with number six, and nobody in their 30s has ever seen them win the Super Bowl. But in the midst of all this all this like, you know, oh, they're not good enough, not good enough, not good enough, what they did last night was advance to their third straight NFC title game, and they're in the NFC title game for the fourth time in the last five years. Now, we all know it ain't good enough. Jed says, hey, look, we play for Lombardi trophies, and we're looking for number six, and I get it. We all get it. But if we we're really going to be balanced and we're really going to be fair-minded, and we and you and I try to be, and you don't do this as long as we've been doing this if you don't try to at least to be fair-minded, that's a pretty damn good run. Four NFC championship games in the past five years. Now, I don't want to see the Niners be the Buffalo Bills of the NFC and neither do any of you, but we need to pause and look at the body of work that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have authored here in San Francisco and say, you know what? Jed got it right by hiring these guys. These are the right guys, and um, hopefully this is the year they climb to the top of the mountain, and once the levy breaks and they get that ring, I think there's one or two more coming. I um, well,
0: that's the thing. The minute that Kyle Shanahan proves himself to be the wartime consigliere that a lot of people say he's not, he's really good, but he's not a wartime consigliere. Papa had Jack Luke. look what I got. You know. Um I like the way you said that. You, you roll the R's there. Well, I, I grew up uh, around a lot of Italians, Larry, in the mob. I, I knew guys <laughs> who push buttons. But look, this is a team that's been on the precipice and If being on the precipice of a championship were this easy, other teams would do it. Believe me, you know, no no one wants to see a team get so close and fall short. But being so close, so consistently long when you can see just it's not even it's impressive to be consistent from one season into the next, much less consistent over half a decade. It's hard to be consistent from week one to week eight, from week eight to week 17. It's hard to be consistent in a month. It's hard to win five games in a row in the NFL. The Niners did that twice this year. It is really hard to show up and play well week after week after week, much less season after season after season. Everything in this league is built to destroy your success every element of it, how teams reload. The cap is working against you. The draft is working against you. Free agency is working against you. Coaching, coaching, coaching
1: against hires you. are working against
0: you. The carousel, as it always spins, a lack of continuity is working against you from all angles at all times. And that's before anybody gets hurt. You know what I mean? That, that's before a single person is unable to play today.
1: The well, you, 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 it of- all comes down to personnel evaluation. You have to have the right personnel. You got to you got to know who the good personnel people are. You got to know who the great young coaches are. You got to know who the best players coming out in the college game are, and you got to sharpen your sword every year because there's great young coaches and there's great young executives. And now Adam Peters is a commander. And now D'Amico Ryans is a Texan. And now Bobby Slowick's a Texan and soon to be somewhere else. And you got to adapt and you gotta keep you got to keep stocking your shelves with great personnel evaluators, great up and coming coaches. Um, and and you got to find the players in the draft. I will say this. I love the Niners plan. They let the rank and file free agent walk. They collect compensatory picks. They pour those extra compensatory picks into the draft. They kick ass after the draft and on day three of the draft. They sign one or two premier free agents. I love their equation. Uh, they just haven't climbed to the top of the mountain. I think their equation's the best going right now. Um, the one thing I would wish they would do a little bit more of is what the Ravens do, which is Eric DeCosta and Ozzie Newsome. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Um, they draft great college football players and project them to be great professional football players. They don't go with 40 times and fall in love with guys at the combine, and they're really disciplined about it. And I wish the Niners would be a little bit more like DeCosta and Newsome and go after some of the great college football players um, at a higher level than they even do, but that's just trying to be, you know, that's chasing perfection. Uh, but the Niners, I think handle free agency as well as anybody. I think their track record on day three of the draft and post draft with their signings. Look at it. Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, you name it up and down. Dre Greenlaw was a, what a fifth round pick. George Kittle was a fifth round pick. Hafanga was a fifth round pick. Purdy was a seventh round pick. DJ Jones was a six round pick. I mean, they're finding guys after the draft left and right. Um, you know, it's they're, they're doing a nice job. They really are. And that's why, that's why the Niners roster has some of the greatest stars and some of the greatest depth. And to me, if they can continue that trend, they're going to be challenging for that. Those Lombardies every year. Well, and, and look,
0: it is harder. It's, it's never been easy to evaluate a college player coming no. into the NFL because Not there's exactly. no element of co- collegiate success that dictates professional success. There really isn't your situation, the way that you're coached, the way that the team functions around you. Again, nobody is good enough to be the one individual that changes the entire arc of a football team, but for maybe at times a quarterback that is that special, but this is the ultimate team game. And like you're just saying, to win in the ultimate team game and to win consistently in the ultimate team game. You have to build yourself a hell of a team. The Niners have maintained a level of consistency, maybe, Larry, through the least consistent era to ever really evaluate talent coming out of college. First of all, you're going to have, in the coming years, More incentive for guys to stay in college, which actually might benefit the NFL in the long run, but it could affect the depth of like the next draft or two. Like When the guy is finally ready to turn pro because he's exhausted his eligibility, because he stayed there for four years, he didn't come out after his junior year because that NIL money is so good. Maybe the draft isn't as deep in the next couple of years, but in just the past couple of years, you're dealing with you know the introduction of nil money you're dealing with the weird covid year which made it awfully hard to evaluate you're dealing with a transfer portal which doesn't give you a consistent look at some talented guys in a system they're in a new system each and every year this has been That's a great point. Yeah there 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 has been more um unsure footing in an always unsure footing arena, like player evaluation coming out of college, the last four years have been incredibly difficult to get the grasp of who's good at anything.
1: That's a great point. I also say this, there's one other factor that we're not talking about. There's such a massive advantage that the premier programs have Bama, Georgia, LSU, um, Ohio state, Michigan, those schools have so much talent that you have to s- scout and evaluate players that don't play. Robert Beal didn't play very much at Georgia. You know what I mean? He didn't play very much, but he's got an NFL body, he's got NFL talent, and he's an NFL prospect of note. Um, but he didn't play very much at Georgia. So now you got to you got to figure out who the five stars are that are sitting the bench at LSU. Or sit sitting the bench at Georgia or sitting the bench at Bama, and you got to figure out what those guys are going to be, and that's really difficult to do. So, you know, it's made this whole thing very, very, very difficult. Um, but yeah, it's a va- it's all about, you know, you win with players, and um, the Niners have done a really good job at getting those players, and 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 even without Peters, they're going to have to figure out a way to keep doing that
0: welcome to wake up it's wonderful to have you here damon bruce larry Kruger, 49er fans you have woken up in the nfc title game in a matter of hours we're going to know exactly who you're playing which means larry and i are going to be back at it monday morning 8 a.m normal start time for wake up monday morning west coast and we will be previewing the first bite of the what's coming in the NFC game. Apple will be had tomorrow morning, Monday morning, 8 a.m. West Coast time. Uh, Join us here on uh, Damon Bruce Plus or The Krug Show. We are simulcasting on both channels. Hit like, hit subscribe, memberships available, notify, make the algorithm kiss both of us on the forehead. I hope we're doing a good job for you. Thank you so much for watching.
1: we have a ton of supers, by the way, okay. yeah, people I mean, asking, hey, where's my super chat? Where's my super chat? You know, I never, this is the one thing about StreamYard. It's sometimes I'm like, I don't know exactly, you know, how to work in the super chats because we're having a conversation. And then I've got the chat going here. I've got the super chats over there. Some people are really good at it and they get to them real quick. I, you know, when we get it going and we got 2000 people in the room. We got almost, almost 2200 in the room right now. Um the chats come in so fast and so I I see them there we got 27 super chats sitting there right. that we're going get, to get to here and we and absolutely go over, will go get
0: over them. when you go over to the starred chats or your pre if you're already checked marks things you might miss the next one to come by in a chat that is moving faster than an olympic sprinting team you know so it's uh, uh we're doing the very best that we can neither of us have an, an in studio producer here uh so thank you so much for all your support and whatnot again great way to support is just by being a uh, uh a member and there you go we can never miss that
1: we at um, red eye red eye told me something i didn't know he says red eye says you can slow the chat stream it's in the edit tools okay
0: Ooh, again, again larry and i were we're, we're still new here
1: we're, we're learning. New here. learning we're learning. learning we're getting it we're gonna get all caught up soon. You know, wow. I told Tom. I said, I told T. You know, the the chat goes too fast for me. I, I can't even get a bite of a meat cheese, and, and 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 then I all of a sudden there's there's Robert Baldacci, and and, and then there, there's YouTube betting and Logdiza and Jedi, and you know, he's just going so fast. You know, you know, you can slow that down. You, you can slow that down. Did you know they go into
0: that? You're going to you go into the edits, and then you slow it down. But, you know, you can't slow down Christian Kirk, and that's why I'm going to give him $25 million a year. Okay. I wish these guys would just tear an ACL so they
1: would slow down Lowry. <laughs>
0: Lowry. All right. So, Lowry, uh, new segment.
1: It's the playoffs, baby. We got to keep it fresh. New segment. Oh, Today is going to be, by the way, let's just all celebrate. Today is going to be a great day. You know, stress-free football watching. You know, it, 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 as Ice Cube once "Today today's going to be a great day. I mean, seriously. We're 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 talking about two football games today with no pressure. We're not good. there's no pressure. You're just sitting on the cat on the couch drinking, eating, doing whatever you do, um, enjoying a little Sunday football today. Today's going to be a glorious day. The sun is shining. My day consists of this show, Bills Chiefs tonight, Bucks Lions, and then my kids playing playing uh, uh, flag football, flag football, and he had thirty last night in the basketball game. I missed it, but my my fourteen year old went for thirty in the, he the, in the thirty in the spot. He, he had a thirty spot. My, Look at that, my 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 fourteen year old Euro steps behind the back. He had a play last week in last week's game where the crowd gasped game. And I couldn't believe it. He's a 14 year old that made the crowd go. <gasps> I mean, it's amazing. Go. It's amazing. Today is going to be a great, a great day. I'm going to watch a little flag football, a little pro football. I'm probably going to cook something. I'm not really sure what, um, I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to. Get a little trashed. I mean, it's gonna be good. When's the last
0: time you made anybody gasp? Uh, (laughs) seriously. It's it's been a while. It's been a
1: while. It's been a
0: while. Uh it's gonna be a great day. New segment. New segment, and then I don't want any more of it. Okay. We're and this has got to be short because, like you said, great day, even though it's a little rainy, it's sun is out. Sunny here in the creek, birds are chirping. Grass barbecue ribs.
1: Oh, barbecue ribs, fear the
0: phantom. Fire up that grill later on. It's a good day to be a 49er fan. But our new segment is called the complaint department. Barry, I'm, <laughs> only, you know, I'm only going to allow you to lodge one complaint. There was plenty to complain about of last night. What is okay. your single biggest complaint from last night? <sighs> While you think of yours, yeah. let me tell you what mine yeah. is. Yeah, and I You, you, you and start. You start. to agree on this one. Me, my biggest complaint is Kyle never doesn't get tight in a moment where it's like, hey, you can either stay loose or you can get tight here. feels like Kyle gets tight. He gets tight at the end of that half. There is a quest for control and perfection that he's got to let go of. He's got to let go of it. He is such a control freak. Again, he wants to control the clock down to, we scored our touchdown at the end of the half with triple zeros on the clock. Aren't we the best? No, the best is don't burn 40 seconds at midfield and shrink your own amount of opportunity and the plays that you can run in your playbook. You basically, Kyle took away the middle of the field from himself there more than the Packers did at the end of that first half because he had to either be looking sidelines or they had to get something so short and underneath that they'd have enough time to run back and clock it because they only had one timeout left, which you need to set up the field goal. Like Kyle in big moments, gets tight, and that is a complaint that I believe applies to Saturday night. I believe it applies to past pay- playoff failures, and I hope it doesn't apply to upcoming playoff games.
1: All right, here's my one complaint, and some people are going to say, well, this is this not how it's done, and this and that. I don't want to hear excuses. I just – I, you had no Debo Samuel. To me, the 49ers value proposition. You say, do you think the 49ers can win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I fucking think the 49ers can win the Super Bowl. Why do you think that? Because they have Christian McCaffrey. They have Debo Samuel. And they have Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk has got to touch the ball more than three times. Come on. Chris Conley and Ray, Ray McLeod combined and touched the ball two times. Brandon Ayuk has got to touch the ball more than three times. I well,
0: don't care yeah, how you do I,
1: it. You I can, you can't out. go end around. You can't go and end around to Ayuk. You can't throw him a hitch. Iuke's got to touch the ball. He's got to touch the football. When Debo went out, to me i thought ayuk's got to touch it 10 times not 3 times he's too good I this guy think- was the best player on the field in training camp his radius is endless he can catch the ball up he can catch the ball down he can catch the ball in out get ayuk the fucking football more have him touch it more 3 touches for ayuk ain't cutting it he's got to touch the ball he's too damn good you're talking about one of the an all pro wide receiver in a win you go you win you go you move on you lose you are going home three touches for brandon Ayuk in a game where debo goes out in the first quarter T- let him touch the football how about this if you're end old- around run if it to him he can't Any way you have to do it, scheme it, make him touch the ball.
0: If you're only going to give Brandon Ayuk three touches, it better be because you got 45 carries coming out of that backfield. And I was surprised that Kyle abandoned Christian McCaffrey in big moments and almost the running game in a one-possession game. And it does drive me nuts that we did not see Elijah Mitchell on the field. We didn't see Jordan Mason. Like, this team has one running back that's better than the rest but they also have two other really good running backs that I think need to be involved in some way other than McCaffrey is hurt and cannot play. I think that Elijah Mitchell has earned a level of touches and Jordan Mason should be used in some short yardage situations. If anything, just to take the load off
1: McCaffrey for those high impact plays. I agree. Jordan Mason is got more. He's like, a, he's got more energy right now because he doesn't ever play He's so fresh. He's so big. He's so fast. My God. I mean, they found a way to use their back Wilson. I mean, he's a young guy. It's not this. is Jordan Mason's not a rookie. The guy is he's a bulldozer with speed. He's he's to me. He looks like a young Marshawn Lynch. They act like they act like this guy beat up Shanahan's family or something. Get him out there. I mean, what, what, what does people have against this guy? Jordan Mason is a beast. He's a total monster and they never use him at all. I mean, come on, use that guy. Even if you, even if you used him three times a game, he's a power back. Who's who can run over you through you. He's fast. Get him the ball. I agree. Short yardage. You're telling me you can't get Jordan Mason with three steps of speed and say, go into the line as hard as you can. Oh, by the way, um, I got to say this, because on the rewatch, it was clear as day. On the McCaffrey six-yard touchdown, you know who absolutely kicked ass? Colton McKivitz. Oh, my God. Go watch that play again. He obliterated Wooten. Is that his name? The guy who got the field goal block was in there. Late in the game and Colton McKivitz caved him in. McCaffrey ran into that end zone. Oh, that was a that block by McKivitz. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him this week about that block. He eliminated that guy on the goal line. McKivitz, McKivitz, tremendous block right there.
0: I thought maybe the nastiest hit of the game came from Diamador Lenore. He oh. absolutely crushed Dontavian Wicks. I mean, just
1: Dontavian Wicks was shut
0: out. Buried him. Just buried him. Diamador Lenore did a hell of a job. I mean, he put the kind of hit on him that we talk about, you know, like it, it wasn't dirty, but this is the shit that Mark Chamuro was trying to talk about. He's just stupid and did it the wrong way. But you hit a guy through the echo of the whistle, you go out and you are just as physical as humanly possible. And you saw D'Amador Lenore coming up from any and all moments, looking to squabble with somebody, a lot of post play pushing and shoving and staring into the other dude's face mask and barking at each other. Like, I love that shit. I love that shit. And D'Amador Lenore, he took a big step forward in my, like, oh. guys I like watching play wish lists last night he was phenomenal
1: he he's seriously that guy is and i you know i talked to him earlier in the week and he was the one guy who i love the i love corners because they're cocky as hell if you show me a corner that's like kind of like well i don't know hopefully don't draft him (laughs) right you you gotta it to be a corner you know who would have been an awesome corner pat bev if you got Pat Beverly and made him a corner, oh my God, he would have been an All Pro corner. He's a decent NBA player, but he would have been a ridiculous corner, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, just I mean, he would have been the tallest corner of all time. But but I mean, pesty as hell and just cocky with a swagger. And you know, Deion Lenore this week was like, "We're not going to lose." You know, and I love guys who who are not afraid to to say how they actually feel, you know, you can say, well, they almost lost and he would have looked bad, but you know what? So what? He believes it. And I, 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 I that kind of comp you need, when you're going to be going back peddling, trying to mirror four, three wide receivers up and down the field, they know where they're going. You don't know where you're going. You're just trying to mirror them. It takes a special level of confidence and swagger and belief and Demo's got it. He's, he's awesome, man. He was absolutely phenomenal last night.
0: I don't think it's going to be a real concern because all signs from the Niners are that there's no lingering issue here on Debo, which to me, like, you know, again, don't ever call an NFL player soft. The fact you're in the league means you're wrong about that. But it is odd to see a player like Debo Samuel come off the field return to the field without pads on which means his night's over only to realize like oh it wasn't that bad after all he's okay that that is odd that is odd i was expecting to hear some sort of yeah and the mri showed that there is a tear in that shoulder he had a partial separation there's something wrong with the labrum something just something something that was to be worried about through the week going forward as we approach the nfc title game Um, It sounds like if the NFC title game were to be played on Wednesday, Debo
1: would go. According to Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter's source said that there's a chance for Debo to play in the NFC championship game with Debo himself telling a teammate he's okay. Um, Asked if Debo Samuel had a chance to play in next Sunday's conference championship game. One source said, yes, I do. Uh, So there you go. It it is a little bizarre. these guys are anything but soft. Uh, Debo is, is, you know, as tough as they come. So I, I'm, I don't know what's going on. Sometimes there's a scare. Sometimes you think it's one thing. Sometimes you have more pain or, you know, up front than, then, uh, you know, and, and you, there's no structural damage and you get the MRI. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I wish I had an answer for you, but, um, Shanahan said he didn't know the extent of it uh, last night obviously we'll get more concrete data um, I don't I don't care if um, you know what happened last night all I care about is that Debo's ready to roll uh, because he's the, he's their money guy man they got to have him they gotta have him this team is not as good without Debo Samuel you know it I know it Kittle said it last night on the podium um, 49er talk. Uh, sports talks is Debo shouldn't be used as a running back at any point. I disagree. That's what he's good at. But, um, but at the same time, you know, you know, you can't say, well, he got hurt. So don't use him. He's a football player, football players. You know, I said this to my son when he played high school football, I said, you have to understand if you play football, it's a hundred percent injury sport. It's not like, Hey man, you might get hurt. No, you will get hurt. Okay. You will get hurt. Um, it's just a matter of where and to what extent and to what degree. So if you can't deal with that as a reality, then don't play, you know, go play something else because you will get hurt. And sure enough, you know, um, broke his clavicle, you know, had some injuries. I mean, it's just, you know, there's, um, you know, it's just, it's, you're going to get hurt. You play enough games. You're going to get hurt. It's As simple as that. But, um. I, I want to get into the chats, and I yeah. know you got a lot of star chats, and we'll do that. My yeah. other only
0: and again, Ed, edit point, Kevin Krueger. Here you go. Final news segment is formal request. Larry, you get to make one formal request to Kyle Shanahan directly of something you'd like to see more of as this team goes forward. What would your formal request be? Let me ask you straight up. Does it involve Jair Alexander? Because that might be my formal request, certainly on the defensive side of the football. Maybe the Jair Brown. Jair J- Brown. Me, J- yes, Jair Brown, not Jair Alexander. I
1: thought you were making a late season trade. No, I don't think that's available. <laughs> sure, man. I would like you to trade for Jair Alexander. Hey, you guys are out of it now. We'd like to make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That's like bad fantasy league stuff. <laughs> right yeah you
0: get uh you get to draft from the loser um <laughs> that would be cool the teams
1: just get better and better and better on super bowl win. sunday it's these juggernauts right every time you win you get to raid like parsons game. is we've got micah parsons the cowboys that would like a redraft every week of the best players
0: i'd like to see jair brown involved and I would like to see Kyle Juszczyk involved. To me, this guy is a Swiss army knife of danger that isn't used enough. You know, Christian Juszczyk should not have a bigger week than Kyle Juszczyk in the playoffs. And she did. I and, and God bless her. And what a great husband he is. He's blowing his wife up as much as possible. There's also a lot of financial incentive for him to do that, too. She's going to make a lot of money selling designer NFL coats and jackets and things like that. But... I just think that Juszczyk is a Swiss Army knife of pain that isn't invoked an awful lot, and he is just the ultimate leak out of the backfield, the wheel route you didn't see coming. Uh, Give him a ball on third and one, just again, to take the beating off McCaffrey or spare Brock, the quarterback sneak, and all that comes with it. Um, I'd like to see Juszczyk more involved and Jair Brown. Those
1: are my formal requests. Larry, what's yours? Um... I would like to see more end arounds to Debo, to, um, Iuke. Iuke, and I wouldn't even mind seeing Jordan Mason on an end around I mean, you're talking about get, you know, I love the end around, you get all the action going one way and here comes the, here comes the guy the other way. Um, it just, you know, I like that East West stuff. I mean, you know, you're stretching the field as a play caller you're trying to stretch the field north and south then you're trying to stretch the field east and west i'd like to see a little bit you know more east and west i mean i love debo on the end around i love it i would like i'd like to see it like three times a game um and i'd like to see iuke on a on a reverse i'd like to see you know a little bit more um you know like a the flea flicker or the the more east west a little bit you got some great I'd like to see a little bit more running and a little less passing in in bad weather, especially in a game where Brock looked a little unsure of himself. Run the hell out of the ball. You, you know, your your line is a decent pass-blocking line. I think if, it, if, it's a, if there's a strength, it's a stronger run-blocking line. Um, run the ball. Run the ball more. You know, forget balance. Uh, run the ball. Run the football. You got a great defense. You got a punter that can pin somebody inside their 20 at will. You you know, you've got a bunch of runners. I mean, that's the one thing. Use the talent that you have. If you had a bunch of extra receivers like Green Bay does, then throw it all over the yard because you got all these receivers. What do the Niners have? They got McCaffrey, great runner. Debo, great runner. Jordan Mason, great runner. Elijah Mitchell, great runner. Run the damn football more. Don't be don't be balanced. Be unbalanced. Run it 60-40. Run the ball, especially in bad weather, especially if Brock looks uncomfortable. Uh, don't get pass happy. Get run happy. Right. Uh, again, to Kyle, instead of trying to set
0: up the next play, why don't you just stick with the play that's working?
1: You know, yeah. Use your talent. You got yeah. a bunch of runners. Do you, uh Mitt, you said it earlier. Mitchell's fresh. And Mitchell looks good. He's in rhythm right now. For yeah. him never to run the ball. Run Mitchell. Run. I trust Mitchell. I trust Mason. I trust McCaffrey. And it's also um, how you and, keep
0: guys involved, right? You know, I mean, if you're Elijah Mitchell, you wanted to play in that game. You know you're yeah. not Christian McCaffrey. You know you're not getting 17 touches, but you want a couple. You want a couple, just like the Ravens. They gave Dalvin Cook a couple of carries at the end of that game just to make sure he stays leaned in. New guy on the team. You're involved. We like you. You know, Kyle Shanahan is basically turning around to a couple of guys who are really good, and I think can help him on the team, and says, I don't fucking trust you. I'm not going to play you. Well,
1: I don't know if he doesn't trust them, but he just gets so involved in his playbook and his mode that, you know, they, they get away from it. I mean, if he had ran the ball more as the offensive coordinator in Atlanta, he'd be wearing a Super Bowl ring right now. Run the ball! You got a you got a stable of runners. I mean, you know how many teams would die right now to have a healthy, fresh Jordan Mason? And they he never he never runs it. JP uh, Elijah Mitchell is in a great rhythm right now. Run him! Run it! You got a bunch of great runners. Run it.
0: How about this? If you're afraid of just, yeah, we're going to send them in there and we don't want them running any play in the book, just design four plays for Mitchell, design four plays for Mason, and then give each of those guys at least two of those four plays somewhere in the game just to keep them in, just to keep them going, just to make sure that they don't get rusty going into the next week since that rust versus rest concept very much felt like it was rearing its head.
1: I'll tell you the one other thing I'd love to see, Damon, is in the in the Super Bowl that when when the Niners last actually won the Super Bowl uh, against the Chargers, you know, years ago, the first touchdown of that game was just a, this beautiful play where they ran Rice through the through the middle of the field, and then they ran Waters behind him through the exact same zone, and there was just nobody there because every because Jerry took everybody with him. Do that same play and substitute Jerry for Ayuk and substitute Waters for McCaffrey. And to me, I, that you run Ayuk through the middle of a zone, he's going to take those safeties with him. And then you run um, that same play, but with you know that you connected Steve Young to uh, to Waters, connect Purdy to a wide open CMC. I'd like to see them use CMC as a receiver a little bit more strategically in the next two games. By the way, I just saw Kojo, old producer over at KNBR. He's in Kojo? the, he's in the yeah. house.
0: Anthony is hanging out. Kojo. Kojo. He's a, he, well, he's a big Lions fan. He's a Detroit guy. So he's, 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 Lions. Uh, hey, you know what? You're putting the cart before the horse there, you, Kojo. You get there, young man. Don't start telling me about Fish's second set until we've made it through the first set. He's a big fish guy. Uh, okay. So, Larry.
1: You mean he likes yeah. salmon and that
0: kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, absolutely. He loves halibut flounder. Um <laughs> So let's Big go fish, ahead, Larry. Yeah. Let's, get, let's get into these Super Chats. We certainly appreciate everyone supporting us through Super Chats. Tip your bartender. And uh, thank you very much. Hit like. Hit subscribe. Uh, let's see. We, we got, what, a couple thousand people in the room between the two of us? We would have a couple thousand likes right now. Go, 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 go. Hit the like Seriously, button. Seriously, if
1: everybody could hit like and subscribe, that would be great. And hit that notification bell every time we go live on either channel. You'll You'll be notified. It doesn't cost a penny. We're putting out a lot of content. We're going to continue to put out a lot of content um and hopefully you guys are enjoying that content we really appreciate appreciate every single one of you guys if you're a fan on over on damon's channel please like on my channel if they're if you're a fan on my channel uh we got thirty four thousand or whatever almost closing in on thirty five thousand. do me a favor go check out damon's channel as well like and subscribe over there help build him up so he can get to thirty five thousand. um hit that like button y'all as uh just said all right here we go ready for the supers hit me tristan russell has become a youtube member there we go We always give a nice little clap to tristan russell clap. i mean tristan's a
0: tough name to root for unless of course you're a member in which case you're the best tristan there is
1: there was a dr- guy in the draft last year in the nba draft that i was a big fan of tristan Vukovic. i think his name was run the ball kyle that's a good one uh drops 20 spot he says we did not play a good game but people can't be asking for the grimy win all year finally get it when when it mattered the most and still rip the team apart this is the playoffs man uh football can get weird very quickly sure can duly noted duly noted elite archer 23 are mitchell and mason dead or something (laughs)
0: like you got the two freshest muffins in the muffin basket you might as well use them.
1: I would love, I would love to ask uh Kyle Shanahan that question, like in on the on the podium. Hey, Kyle, a quick question. Are Mitchell and Mason dead or something? Are they, just... what time is the
0: wake for Elijah Mitchell? And is it a public viewing? Is is can we all show up that day?
1: Are those guys alive still? Uh could you confirm whether Mitchell and Mason are still alive? Like Uh, I want a
0: picture of Elijah (laughs) Mitchell holding up today's San Francisco Chronicle with the, you know, the date on it for a proof of life photo.
1: Yeah, seriously, please. Elijah Mitchell, uh, JP Mason, if you're alive, just give us a sign. Jesse Wade says, are Oliver and Womack really worse than Ambry? I mean, seriously, what does Womack got to do to get on the field? Womack, come on. He was inactive yesterday. I, I gotta question that one too. I mean, seriously. I, I, I realize he's young. I realize he's allowed some some uh receptions, but he's been right there when he allows these receptions. You're going up against a Packer team that had like five good wideouts, and you didn't you didn't activate Samuel Womack. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, I gotta I gotta question the wisdom of that. I, I seriously, you don't tell me that you have 53 other guys that are better than Samuel Walmack. I'm not buying it. You got. By the way, let's not confuse
0: a bad night of football with Ambry Thomas being a bad football player. Oh, I,
1: Ambry's I, good. He's
0: been the key I, to the
1: uh, success this year.
0: Yeah, Larry, I think he's among the most improved players. He made some good and, plays, too. In the yeah, game. yeah he's, he's one of the most improved players on this team, and he allowed this everyone to sort of find their own level, their own water level in this secondary Um but he, he he needs to be better. And cornerbacks have to have short memories. And so wipe it clean, Ambry. See you in the NFC title game. Seriously.
1: Uh, he's a good dude, too. I've talked to him a bunch this year. Goat for broke. Says, I have no idea what's wrong with the kids in here trying to place blame on one individual player. Like they don't understand it's a team game. Hey, you know what? It's the chat. It's the chat. You know, the old saying, I always hated it is what it is. I'm yeah. going to replace that with, it's the chat. It's the chat. What are you going to do? It's <laughs> some, pe- some people
0: are just angry. Some people are just, how about this? Some people are just bored and they're looking to have any interaction with another human because they're not going to go outside and actually like ever meet a person or touch a girl. So they sit in the chat and they try to get everybody all worked up.
1: It's the chat. I'm using that from now on. Words of wisdom. Guys, a hangover. Never felt so great. Niners. Man, the people are getting it in in the parking lot last uh, yesterday for the game. Rain nor drink shine. Tequila. Bust out yourself. the tequila, baby. Drink yourself warm. Oh, my goodness. There was, a, there was a happy group of people walking into that game. Probably a happy group walking out, too. Sean O'Leary. The lack of tackling fundamentals is driving me nuts. Safeties and cornerbacks tossing shoulders into running backs and tight ends, only to have them bounce off and give up five more yards. Wrap up. How is this not a point of emphasis emphasis for coaches? Yeah, dude, how many times did Aaron Jones have four bodies around him and nobody's rapping? By See, the way, Aaron rap- Jones
0: just spent a month running all over every NFL team that he saw on his schedule. He yeah. had a hell of a month.
1: But wrap up, man. there were yeah. they got a, b- a lot of bodies around him, a lot of hats on him. But don't try to hit everybody. Rap. Rap. Or go low and take the guy out low. Um, it's going to be important next round against uh, Montgomery and Gibbs for sure. Uh, Cryptic says, I was at the division game. Hart was up and down. It should have been over on that 60-yard run. I've learned that in the playoffs. Just just have to win. No look back at this game, but the Niners are still in it. Just win, please. And it's the truth. They're, you know, uh, every Survive
0: in of- advance. Every single opinion that we've offered, every opinion that you're going to hear about whatever the Niners did or did not do, none of it matters anymore. If the Niners can win ugly the next two games and be labeled the least worthy worst Super Bowl champion ever, the parade still goes straight up Market Street and no one will give a shit. I would rather be the single worst Super Bowl champion ever than the best team to never win
1: a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, well, Or say it this way. How about this? Joe Montana's most famous game and moment involved a game where the offense turned it over six times. Right.
0: The catch was awesome. You know what's also true? Joe Montana played like shit that day.
1: <laughs> until the well, they end. turned it over. They turned <laughs> it over six times. Man. You got to roll with it. Bottom line is you got to roll with it. You know um, who who sang it? Some do, some don't, some will, some won't. You know, it's just you got to roll with it. You got to roll with it. Jesse Wade put CMC in Debo's role. I uh, put Mitchell in CMC's role. I okay. think
0: that that would be a good way to go about a depth chart issue when it arises.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean well, that Debo, is that's a great idea. Actually, it really is. Debo
0: if, is is probably out winning crack. It Here's the thing. McCaffrey is probably a better wide receiver than Debo is. It's
1: probably true. It's probably true. Um, maybe better hands. I don't know if he's quite the quite the physical guy, but who knows? Daryl Granville, tough game. I honestly feel like we will improve. I mean, that's what makes me feel so good today, besides the fact that I'll watch my kid play, play flag football and I'll watch two football games with no pressure and cook some good food and maybe get a little little, little, uh, little drunk today. Um, I just love the fact that you know that the Niners probably are going to be, you know, they got that nervous game out of their, it's like an NCAA tournament game. You know, you know when a good team get doesn't play well and wins anyway, that the next game, there's, they're going to be better. And that, that's how I feel about the Niners. I feel really good about going into the next game because they've already kind of had their Purdy's had his nervous game. They've had their kind of, they didn't look good game. They're kind of due for like a good looking game. And maybe all the talk of, Hey, you know what? Um, You need that rest. You need that rest. Maybe some of it was tied to rust. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, uh, you, you can't, they, they didn't look good. They, they're Their rhythm wasn't good. You can't ask for something, get it, and then complain about it. Well, you know, it's funny. I I, I had two keys to Neal that I thought were the biggest keys of the game. I said, Green Bay's rolling into this game with tremendous rhythm. 49ers have to interrupt that rhythm right away. And the Niners have to establish their own offensive rhythm after being off for three weeks right away. Neither happened, and they still won. I mean, yeah. Right? Neither happened. And they, the Niners still found a way to win the game. Um, did I read that last one from Granville? Tough game. Yeah. No, was, yeah. It's a so, fuzzy yeah, Bear. Waka Waka. I got that one. Uh, KR, four and one. Greenlaw detonated and stuffed love. Three takeaways. Uh, he, he
0: made a huge hit on that play. Um, and look, that might have been a bad spot that the Niners took advantage of, but that's that's uh, nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about. But Dre, Green, Dre Greenlaw was the best player on the field for the most part with maybe Diamador Lenore, and then Juwan Jennings. If we had to rank you know, our three stars of the game, like a
1: hockey team, I think I would rank those three. As you know, and anybody who knows me knows this, I'm not a jersey wearer. If I was going to wear a jersey, I would wear one of two jerseys, my Dw- I, I, a Dwight Clark throwback, which I love DC. He was a pr- great guy. Golf with him. He's tremendous. Um, miss him to this day. Or I'd wear a Greenlaw 57. If I had to wear a Jersey of yesteryear, if you if you could wear one Jersey of an X niner and one Jersey of a current niner in the chat, tell me who you're wearing. I'm going Dwight Clark, Dre Greenlaw, Damon. What are you going with?
0: So the only Niner jersey that I have in the closet is a Patrick Willis jersey. P. Willis, class and, act, yeah. Patrick that, Willis yeah. was the first great Niner I got to cover up close. He was he's an all-timer 49er, and he stood out like a sore thumb in every single game I ever watched him play. He is a holy shit level talent. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna go to the hall of fame. The guys, incredible.
1: Um Current Niner, we got some good ones in here. Some people are like uh, Kittle, Ronnie Lott. By the um, way, so
0: so Jillian, in a couple weeks, is celebrating. She's not thrilled that she's turning 42, as most women aren't, but uh, she looks great. She's the hottest 42-year-old you're ever going to meet, and she's wonderful. And I think for her birthday, I hope she's not listening right now, I'm going to get her a Ronnie Lott jersey. Because I used to tell her, like, she's 42. It, you know, Because 40, I'm like, that's it's a great jersey number, honey. I always think of ages in terms of jersey numbers. Does it look good on a jersey? Does it look good on a jersey? No, no, no. 42 looks great on a jersey. I think I'm going to get her a Ronnie Law jersey. By the way, we do have Green Bay Packers fans who live across the street from us who hung a Go Pack Go flag in their front window. Last night, Jillian hand painted a Go Niners banner, ran over to our neighbor's house, and stuck it on their front door. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think it's That's both. I think it's safe to say that uh, we're both in the overachievers club. 100%. Overachievers hundred
0: percent. By the way, if I had to get a modern Forty Nine er jersey, it would who, either who be, with? It would either be Trent Williams
1: or Fred Warner. Okay, not bad. Not bad. Uh, you raw B four ninety nine. Thank you. Clarence Beaks. I hope Shanahan can do the simple, obvious thing when it matters most. Clarence Beaks. Love you, brother. Geo Kane. I really hate the way we're transitioning into a finesse football team. Larry, we don't play bully ball no more. All Kyle wanted to do is throw all day. Kind of agree with you. Run the effing ball. My rhino, without Debo, maybe use Mitchell again. I'm always puzzled by Kyle. I think the uh, the chat where we said where the guy said flex out, you know, use use McCaffrey like Debo and use uh, Mitchell like McCaffrey. That 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 probably is their best game plan if they don't have Debo. Uh Flaves in the house. Flav, I love the negativity. He says, I've never been ninety-five percent positive. We were going to lose an, <laughs> the entire time and then win. Probably the most unenjoyable game I've ever watched. Honestly, three heart attacks and four underwear changes.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I think you're speaking for a lot of people, Flav. I mean, that was, was again, hell. that that wasn't fun. That wasn't an enjoyable sporting event right until it was over. And even after that, it was just like a, you know, we, we, we always have crook uh, and Kype. Mocking the, just another ha 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 laugher. Right. I guess that's what that was. That <laughs> was,
1: it was torture. It was true torture. I, I swore like 75 times. And by the way, you're not supposed to root in the press box or say anything, but when Dre Greenlaw caught that second interception, I'm like, get fucking down, like, go down, go down. Like that, I didn't want to yell, but I—I I mean, I—I I seriously, I almost lost it Did in the press box.
0: Self-important writers like lean over and look at you over the top of their glasses, going like, "Shame on you, sir! Shame on you!"
1: Excuse me, I make twenty-two thousand five hundred for the Reno Gazette. Will you quiet down?
0: I'm telling you, we got people in the San Francisco media who show up wearing like 49ers starters jackets in the fucking press box. <laughs> if, if, if you're wearing a starters jacket, you might as well be rooting for the team. Like, just come on.
1: The gold, the old gold Niner starter jacket, by the way, is so tight. I mean, that's a good look. Way, way, I, I get one look. of those for Jillian a couple years ago. I, I keep her dripping. That's none. a good look. That is a good look. Um, Sniper Sal. That's the cool thing on game day you see a bunch of cool things like that you're people wearing in and you're like, man that person looks good that looks absolutely good though you know what the the new one is that's funny I saw a little kid walking into the game the kid couldn't have been more than I would say four and he had that oversized chain thing you know that <laughs> the, the gold chain that looks you know but it's plastic or whatever yeah, and they said like but he, he was like four. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was awesome. That's uh, you know, for that a four-year-old. Uh, nothing better than a four-year-old with bling. Uh, Sniper Sal, you missed the player of the game on the show last night. Jake Brendel's excellent block at CMC that last touchdown. No, that was not Jake Brendel. That was Colton McKivitz. I watched it three times last night. It, maybe it might have been a little bit of a combo block, to be honest, but it was McKivitz who buried that guy. I'm going to have Kev cut that, and I'm going to tweet that out later today. Um, Matt postgame fashion.
0: What the hell was Kittle wearing last night? Did Kittle at the podium? Did you look see like Grant throw movie me movie?
1: under the bus? A comic book. He Grant says, Hey, uh, George, <laughs> George, uh, did you, did your wife? Okay. That, and George is like, my wife's got a matching outfit. And all these people were like in, in the media, like, I like it. I hear all these people in the back of the room. I like it. And he's like, you don't like it, Grant. And he's like, Grant goes, I like it. Larry doesn't like it. And then George quickly goes, no, you know what? I think Larry does like it. He's like, I re- I'm going to remember that, Grant. Uh, there was a lot of happiness in that room last night. Matt underscore 268. Happy belated birthday, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. January 12th. Uh, Flavor underscore reborn restoration. So the rain did affect portions of the game, but Brock Purdy played, like, played ass for 80% of the game. What was Purdy's mental malfunction? Speculate, please. I don't wet know if it ball, unconfident
0: wet. in his footwork, unconfident in the handle that he had on the ball, rusty the guys slipping all over a little bit of rust that game, by the way, lots of pressure in it. I don't know. A lot of things went into him not playing well throughout the game. And then in the final drive of the night where he needed to absolutely whip it out and put it on the table, he did.
1: Dude's a competitor. I mean, I'll say this, you know, that was the great part about Joe was Joe was a great competitor. I don't know that you can climb to the top of the mountain. Joe, Tom Brady, great competitor. Uh, Brock Purdy's a great competitor. He is, you know, uh, but he he did not play well. And when he goes and looks at that film, it's, he's going to, you know, he's going to feel really not great. But guess what? Who cares? We'll flush it and go to the next one. Rakib Jumani, great content, guys. Appreciate your hustle. Appreciate you, you, Rakib. You. We are hustling. It was tough to get up this morning, for sure. That alarm clock, uh, we move this thing to 9, and at 8.15, I'm like, oh, my God. What it's are we 8.15? doing? What are we doing? What oh are we doing? I'll oh. tell you what we're
0: doing. We're doing the best day after 49er show you're oh. going to get anywhere. That's what oh.
1: we're doing. Oh. <laughs> uh, the great Tony Salvador sent me a note last night. T. Sal. <laughs> I got to read it to you. Classic T. Sal. The fact Let, that Tony even knows how to text is kind of amazing, but awesome. <laughs> he sends me a text after the game. Never a doubt. With I said, ha ha, had it all the way. LOL. I uh, love Tony Salvador. Clarence Beaks, Draymond Greenlaw. You know what Kyle calls him? Mike Tyson. Greenlaw does have a little bit of a Mike Tyson look, a younger, you know, obviously Tyson's old and now has a face tat, uh, but a younger Tyson in Greenlaw. They look very similar. Um, Thank you for that. We've got this one from Frank Mello. I heard the Niners were dealing with an illness in the locker room. Any truth to this? And Could that be why a few guys were ineffective or not used very much? That is true. Um, And I didn't Nick Bosa referenced that uh, on Thursday, saying that there was like kind of a flu or some kind of a bug that was going around the Niner locker room. And he said, I'm kind of glad that it happened now and we get it past us. But maybe there were some guys who were kind of battling there. Something that, you know, it wasn't, I mean, it was an ugly game. Let's be honest. When, when Debo ugly.
0: came out of that blue tent and then we saw him jogging back to the locker room, I thought, hopefully he's just got to go to the bathroom. Maybe he's got the trots. I don't know.
1: Um, The trots. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that since. Uh, remember the taxi when, uh, when <laughs> Louis De Palma, Danny DeVito says to the guy, the guy goes, Would you like a piece of my peach cobbler? And my wife made it. And he's like, Hey, your wife, your wife's peach crap gives me the trots. <laughs>
0: awesome. I don't have a lot of direct taxi quote memories
1: rolling around up there, but I I I loved the show. It was a oh, great show. One of the greatest shows. Nardo. Judd Hirsch, baby. I'm more of a Nardo fan myself. Frank Mello says, I heard the Niners were dealing with Oh, no, there we go. Sorry. Tony Danza. Tony
0: Danza. And what's your what was her name? Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou Henner. Oh, yes. dude, she had a 95 mile an hour redheaded fastball. Man, she was hot for a minute there.
1: She was in the in the movie Perfect with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's right. If you remember, if if you remember that movie, Flav says, Larry, you know I love Purdy, but the last two big games against Baltimore and Green Bay, his timing and confidence haven't looked good. Hope it was just a wet field and a bad day versus Baltimore. Can you give me a Purdy pep talk? I, I hear you, I, I think he played okay against Baltimore. I thought Baltimore had a great plan. I think McDonald really did cloud those zones. Um, I think the answer in those situations is run the ball more. Take the ball out of his hands a little bit. Um, don't put it all on Brock. you know, Maybe lean on the fact that you have a strong running offensive line and a stable, of rested and ready and talented backs including the best back in the league. How about that? Let's run the ball a little bit and play action pass. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl for crying out loud. How did he do it? Well, they had they had Jamal Lewis and they had um you know a killer defense. Brock Purdy is 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 you know should not be asked to carry the Niners. Um you know he did. I'll say this though. We talk about all these different factors with the NFL. It all comes down to turnovers. There's only really eight to ten possessions in a game anyway. Most you're ever going to get is twelve. The Niners were plus two in turnovers. The Niners. That's got why they won. The Niners got the two picks that the Packers dropped. Yeah. If the Niners had been minus two, they would have lost. Oh, well. Back. You can say whatever you want about Brock. But this, the box score shows no turnovers. Look
0: at it this way. Even at plus two, they still almost lost. So, yeah, they're minus two. They're in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. James Foster, Drake Jackson, and Farrell injuries are hurting. Hey, is Farrell done for the year? They put him on He's IR. IR. He's done for the year. He's not a, playing another down this season. Oh, man. that's a That's a kick to the gut. And Drake, great dude, but just had that week one against Pittsburgh. Seen and Had the, the knee game. injury and, you know, he's he's a 2024 proposition at this point. Go for broke when the game plan includes Debo, who, as we know, is a huge factor when he goes out. Do you think it's easy to change the game plan on the fly? No, I don't clearly, but um you got to get more than three touches to Brandon Ayuk, especially with no Debo. Well, and
0: again, if your game plan was. Debo's going to get 65 touches, you better have a plan B because anyone can get hurt at any time. So yeah. I was surprised to see that that just, it felt like the game plan stalled the minute Debo went out and 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 what to do next was hard for Kyle to figure out in a few moments there. and And what to do next on a team with this many weapons really shouldn't be an issue.
1: In a lot of ways, yesterday was the exact repeat of the Cleveland game. You know, Debo went out in the first quarter in the Cleveland game. The rain came. Brock looked like he struggled with the rain, and the Niners' offense looked totally disjointed. Kind of the exact same thing happened last night. Um, Luke Luna, not a super, but he says, Larry, the main thing that scares me about this team is Kyle's arrogance. The way he started the presser last night may cost us on the field, and I love Kyle. He's our coach. He's stubborn, man. He is stubborn. He um
0: it feels like sometimes he chooses the harder route in the name of let me show you how smart I am. But I wouldn't trade him for really any other active coach in football if you wanted to factor in where they are in their coaching cycle, how young they are. Uh he's good. He's really good, but sometimes I do think his his tendency to be a little bit too clever kind of gets in in his own way and his his quest for perfection and controlling every millisecond of a game i think gets in his own way a little bit at times and it certainly got in the way of how they played the end of the first half damon do you, did you like going to school did you enjoy school i did I did. I wasn't a great student, but I enjoyed school. I liked I liked being there every day. I was I'm, I might not have done my homework, but I will participate in this class. I'm a, I was a hand raiser, not a note taker. <laughs> did you sit in the first row? Did you sit in the back row? I did. Another thing that I always did was I was sort of up front and center. I wanted to be accounted for. Do you like I taking tests? Feel, I wanted the teacher to feel me in the room. Did you like taking tests and quizzes? Not really. That's that's
1: that's that's when it, it kind of went bleh. Gopher Broke is throwing us a pop quiz. Who was the only home team to win a Super Bowl in their actual home stadium? Was it I Tampa? Know? I think it's the Rams, isn't it? Wasn't it the Rams over the Bengals just two years ago? Wasn't that game at SoFi? I think it was Rams over Bengals two years ago at SoFi. Go for broke. We're going to need confirmation. Uh, but I'm, I'm going Rams over Bengals at SoFi.
0: I thought it was Tampa winning in a half-empty Randall James Stadium because of COVID. Against the Raiders? That was in San Diego. No, 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 no. Tom Brady. Tom Brady Buccaneers. Uh, over the Chiefs?
1: I don't know. I smoke That's a lot of weed. I can't remember where all these <laughs> Super Bowls get played. Smoke a lot of weed. Clarence Peaks, Kevin, please help Grandpa Simpson with Super Chats. Oh, look at that. Look at you. You I, need to tie an onion to your belt. Look at look you, back. Clarence Beeks. I will turn on you. Uh, words of wisdom. Damon and Larry like two old-school balcony puppets. Muppets. Oh, oh I love those guys. Those guys who sat in the, uh, in, the, in the balcony and just talked trash. They weren't very good. Oh, <laughs> and Mortimer that and
0: is it Mortimer? And I, I I used to know their names. Again, weed. Sorry. Those, those guys are great. Um, Joshua Goodell. I'm sorry, but speaking of TV, a guy named Doug Unfunny says Taxi had the best theme ever. The name of that song, I believe, is Angela's theme. They cut it because they wanted that long tracking shot of the taxi coming across the bridge and the the music fit the long tracking shot perfectly and a buddy of mine who runs a bar used to at the end of the night for last call play the the theme from taxi and it was amazing it was like everyone knew like okay it's the end of the night now like the the first five notes of taxis theme would come on and women would be reaching for their purses and guys would be grabbing their coats it was like the automatic way to get people out of the bar
1: do you remember when ignatowski was taking the driver's test yes Yes. and he's like and he didn't know the answers so they said they said alex rieger will go with them and help him. so alex is standing there and and ignatowski's taking the test and he goes What does a yellow light mean? And Alex goes, slow down. What What does does a yellow (laughs) light mean? Slow down. (sighs) What does? (laughs) Christopher Lloyd. He was great. It was just freaking amazing. Joshua Goodell, watch Brock play all four years at Iowa State. He's grown exponentially since. Can't wait to see what he does going forward. Learns from his mistakes and only gets better. Love the show. Go faithful. Yeah, I don't worry about Brock, but as Flav said, and it's funny, too. It's like, um, I forget who said it this week. It was maybe it was a Kittle. Somebody said, I never worry about Brock. Never worry about Brock. Um, maybe it was Papa. I might've heard Papa say that this week. Uh, I don't worry about Brock either. I really don't, but, um, he didn't look good against Baltimore. Obviously he looked worse last night. Uh, but I think he'll bounce back. I really do think he'll bounce back. Go for broke pop quiz in the seven years that Lynch and Shanahan have been with the 49ers. Much has been made about their draft failures. How many of those 58 draft picks are still with the team? 36. So yeah, Not I would at, I say might. I would say I would say at least 40. There's a lot of guys
0: on this. Look at it this way. Even the guys that were failures that they selected, a lot of them are still in the league somewhere,
1: right? So or, or even guys guys that were successful like DJ Jones, he's now in Denver. McGlinchey. Um I don't know if you call it successful or not but he's still in the league he's with Denver. Absolutely he's a successful pick.
0: He's a good player man. He's McGlinchey's a good player. He was so good that they couldn't afford him. You know I mean well they decided he's not someone we're going to further invest in. Um and that was probably the right decision. I think McKivitz has given you a the same performance well, for a play. lot cheaper. It's been a lateral move. I don't think it's a big step forward. I don't think it's a big step backwards. I think they've replaced a player with similar play.
1: I don't know um, if I would say it was a great pick. He was, a, he's a right tackle that they picked with the ninth pick overall. Uh, who's, I mean, he was all right. Um, and he, he was you okay. know, Look, how about this? Right.
0: The, the single biggest swing dude. and miss of the era, right? The single biggest swing and miss of the era feels like Solomon Thomas and or Solomon Roman Thomas Foster in yeah. the league. How about this for the biggest swing and miss of the how about era? Trey
1: Lance. Trey that Lance, That's
0: exactly what I was about to say. Trey Lance. And you know what? He's still in the league. So, yeah. um, I, I think that they've done a, a really, really good job. Or maybe Rodman Sanchez here is bringing up where they may have overinvested.
1: Not yeah. Rodman Sanchez says ninety million spent on defensive front and no sacks. Yeah, I mean they've got to they got to get more out of their defensive front. They got to get more out of their defensive front. They got a lot any, of big I, names.
0: I, I had a guy in my chat last night, Larry, saying, "Why don't, why don't you rip Chris Kasurick? Did Chris Kasurick get the job done?" I mean, I don't know if last night's defensive line failure was a Kasurick issue or just a guys are out there not
1: getting home issue. So, yeah, or is it that you're going up against the number two pass block win rate offensive line? And guess what? Those guys get paid too. And Green Bay's offensive line is one of the best going right now. Who was it? Barry
0: um, a baller? That's one on of the, the reasons uh... I
1: like Green Bay to give the, make this game a game. Is that they got a damn good offensive line.
0: I think it was Bay Area Baller on the postgame show you were hosting last night who brought up the fact that the, the Packers just did a hell of a job setting the edge and giving, you know, Aaron Jones somewhere to go. I mean, they had, they had wide receivers pinning 49er defensive linemen inside as Jones was taking it around. So um,
1: it was a really well executed game plan for Green Bay, who probably should have won the game. But they did How about this one? This was another one that well, I almost lost my S in the press box. Dale says, kick the ball deep on special teams teams and learn lanes. How about this? Kick it through the back of the end zone. Don't they've got an all pro return man and you gave him a chance to return one on you. And he did kick it through the back of the end zone. I mean, didn't you draft Jake Moody because he's got a big thunder leg that can kick the ball through the end zone? Kick the ball through the end zone. And you don't have to worry about Kayshawn Nixon. Uh Spider Man drops a 20 spot. Niners were were due a lucky win as we have been on the other end of it way too many times these past few years. I.e., no quarterback last year against Philly and Tarts missed easy interception. Yeah. Seriously. That's a great, that's a great one, Spider-Man. The, the Niners way, were due I, to win a game where they didn't fire their A effort. And it seems like under Shanahan, they have never been able to win any games that they don't fire an A or B effort. This was like their C- minus effort, and they still got the win against
0: a yeah, good team. They, they won under the parameter, which they haven't won under. So I guess it's really nice to check that box. By the way, Ike of Ike Sandwiches is yeah. in the chat right now. He's watching. He said uh, such an intense feeling all the way to the end of that game. It was an intense feeling. And I know you're you're desiring Brutal. to become an Ike Sandwich one day yourself, Larry. Maybe we can turn this show into a sandwich. I don't think Ike offers a breakfast sandwich. And I know people eat breakfast sandwiches throughout the day. Maybe there can be a wake-up with Damon and Larry Sandwich. Ooh, what would you want on it? Well, you need all the usual suspects, right? Eggs, you bacon. You need some sausage. Bacon. You want to Ooh. double down with a little bacon on that? Yeah. Um. You
1: know, no veg. I make. I'm, I. I make no eggs. No, no veg. I said. Oh. No, no, I don't want any no. lettuce or tomato on no. this no. breakfast Come sandwich. On. No, it's, we don't want to ruin it. Uh, what about sauces? A Little sauces? hot sauce. I like a little hot sauce on my Ooh. breakfast sandwiches Ooh, myself. That sounds good. Well, maybe a little ham. Daryl Granville says, not making excuses, but our D line was held a lot. You know what? What play was that where they showed on the big screen on the scoreboard two holding calls? It was a penalty against the Niners, but there were two holding calls against the 49ers up front defensive line. Yeah. I mean, that I, I saw that. I mean, that. That was almost inexcusable. I mean, one of those was really bad. And blatant. Greg Olson,
0: Greg Olson on the broadcast, even said they just showed two holds that weren't called on the jumbotron, and these Niners fans aren't liking
1: it very much. Oh, yeah, Olson's great, by the way. Uh, Blood Moon says this feeling of a strange call. Oh, by the way, Ike's totally right. When after the Niners scored, I could no longer sit; I had to stand. I had to literally stand in the in the defensive sequence at the end I'm like I can't sit down I can't sit down for this I'm sitting here I gotta stand. I had the binoculars going I'm on the I'm standing I was like thank God it was actually I was really happy you know how the second level second row of seats in the press box is like raised way above the first right, so level you're
0: not blocking anyone by you're standing
1: not, yeah you're not blocking anybody by standing it was great So the well, only
0: time I've ever been a press box pacer. Where I've ever I caught myself I'm like holy shit I'm you know I'm I'm not rooting for anyone here tonight to be a professional journalist blah 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 but Are I you, you there last night no 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 the oh. only time I ever got up and was literally pacing because I had so much nervous energy with the last three outs of Matt Kane's perfect game
1: <laughs> ground ball to uh, uh, who was the third baseman at the time who took a weird step back Joaquin Arias I think. Joaquin Arias took a step back. I, th- I almost, I gulped. I was like, "Oh my God, is he gonna? Is he gonna gag this?" And then he threw a strike to first. But yeah, um, last night was torture—absolute torture. Not a fun game to watch, but you know what? Remarkably fun to watch on the replay. Uh, Blood Moon says this feeling of a strange calm heading into the NFC championship. Brock and company needed this grimy game. And yet this calm feeling Niners are feeling it. Uh, the fire turned. What's was that? Turned up. Turned. Turned. Been turned. Turned up. There you go. I love it. Words of wisdom. What jersey? Michael Val- Valencia, my two-year-old son, A kid has a rifle for an arm and is accurate. No joke. In 20 years, he will be the 49ers starting quarterback.
0: There you go. On the back of a jersey, we'll see wisdom and we'll know who it it is. I like that. Getting my Valencia jersey. Two? He's two? Oh, 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 Words of Wisdom's name is Michael Valencia.
1: Oh, okay. okay. But I mean, he's got a two year old son that's got a rifle. Get that kid some pads. I mean, you might want to put that on YouTube right there. You got a two-year-old doing anything.
0: Two-year-old's just firing darts here, Larry.
1: Seriously, I saw a kid who couldn't have been more than three or four taking batting practice with wiffle balls and just ripping shots. And I was like, that kid is going to be awesome. That kid's going to be like Tony Gwynn and Wade Boggs and George Brett all rolled into one. Do you ever uh,
0: I mean I know you might say yes to this too because you're also friends with them like I am you ever watch Eric burns's
1: kids hit with the balls well, like Burns, you know Burns, play, throws hard to like his that. kids and I I follow his kids I follow him on the IG and you know he's his kids are playing youth ball and and they're in all these travel tournaments and you can just tell his kid's gonna be awesome his kid's gonna his kid's so precocious his kid's so like ahead of everybody else He's parking shots, and he just looks awesome. Um, Anonymous Magnus says, Jennings equals dog. Like you guys said recently, with the game on the line, real 49er fans wouldn't have second thoughts. Throw into third and Jawan. Yeah. You know what Jawan's <laughs> real name was at birth? No. Benny. Benny. Really. He told the story this week. Guy Haberman asked him about it. He's like, where did Juwan come from? He's like, My dad named me Benny. And my brother said, uh, you know, I don't like that name. I want him to be called Jawan. And then I went with it as well. And I kind of like the name Jawan. So um his name is to, to confuse everyone always. So now he's he's he was Benny Jennings. Now he's Jawan Jennings.
0: Benny Jennings sounds like the fastest dude on the field, though, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? He's 425 Benny Jennings. Benny Jennings, dude. He's smoking (laughs) dudes out there. You can't stop Benny. Maybe you associate it with Benny
1: and the Jets. And you know, you just now I name my third child Benjamin, but I never call him Benny. I think every time I think of Benny, I think of
0: Benny Hill. You know what? So we named you know Jack. Jack is Jack, and Jack is Jack's proper name is Jack. It's not John or you know anything like that. It's Jack, Jack Bruce but we call him and he calls himself Jackie and i love it i love Jackie Robinson Jackie Gleason Jackie Martland like i i'm a big jackie guy i like it
1: by high school he's going to be known as jb probably
0: jb what's up jb well he's also his middle name is thomas so it might go jt jt,
1: JT. Uh black pill Phil, the fourth quarter comeback, will have positive ripple effect for the team. Now that this team has seen Brock do it, it will inject more confidence. I don't think they didn't believe in Brock. I think it's a little bit more about Shanahan. I mean, who who, who do you think gets more out of yesterday? Brock or Shanahan? I think it's more Shanahan, to be honest. Because Shanahan was the one that was oh oh and thirty. Uh Brock's, you know, I think Brock is kind of thought of as clutch, and I think he's played big and big moments. I think Shanahan needed that one in some ways. Well, I also think Shanahan needs to get a little religion as
0: to what he should have done. And maybe, maybe think, you know, how, how can I be better at the end of halves? How can I stick to a easier to win with game plan? Like just run the ball when it's a one possession game. I mean, he was asking Brock to do an awful lot on a night where Brock was not on it. Um, and I hope he learns that. I hope that's the lesson he takes away.
1: Old Dirty Hungus says, "Game recognize game. Green Bay came in hot. Luckily, our fucking around wasn't following. Uh, we'd be finding out. Uh, we'd be we'd buy my wait, wait, wait. what, what wait, wait, wait. am I not reading here? Game recognizes game. GB came in hot. Luckily, our effing around wasn't following. We'd be finding out." Let's effing go. Whatever, it's good sure. stuff. <laughs> it's cute, cute, cute baby in that picture. That is cute, baby. Old dirty hungus. Thank you, buddy. There you go. Holland Tracy in the house. I think Greenlaw is a necessary evil. The good definitely outweighs the bad, and he gives our team an edge and no other player that no other player can give us. I don't know if there is too much bad. Yeah. Other than he didn't get down. The guy's a bad, bad A. Um, I, I think he's I think he's one of the most underrated players in the game. I wouldn't trade that guy for anything. By the way, you know who's on the sideline last night? Aziz Al You're probably missing m- missing oh, home right now, right? Seriously. Aziz is a great guy. Uh once saved his family from a fire, a kitchen fire in his house. Saved his entire family. How much uh, longer Z- are we going here, Larry? Uh well, you got a you what you got a potty break? I got a pot. You you, you want to go full
0: screen for a minute? You deal with the supers, and then I'll come back, and we'll wrap things up? Yeah. Thank you. All right. I'll be right back.
1: This carafe of coffee kicked my ass today. There you go. No problem. Um, How great would it be to have Aziz back? He's a free agent this offseason. He's going to get paid. He's not coming back, but, uh, man, I wish. A man can dream. Uh, Chef Craig's 360, debunk that NFL... That the NFL scripts the games. Conspiracy trash, right? Teresa and I love this show. Well, thank you to Teresa. Thank you to uh, you, Chef Craig's. Um, The NFL, it's not scripted. It's not scripted. Not scripted. Don't even think it. Uh, Christopher Walker. If Kyle can't win the Super Bowl with this team, I say move on. More of a fan of coaches that were not born into it and handed the first opportunity because of daddy. Ah, I mean, come on, you know, how many, you know, how many, uh, you know, second generation coaches there are, I mean, Bobby Slowick's dad's a, a coach, uh, all these guys who, who, you know, are Kubiak's, uh, they're all Gary's kids. Um, you know, Belichick's kids are in the business, you know, there's just, it's just, it's oftentimes passed down. But you got to cut. You got to make your own hay. I mean, Mike Shanahan may have helped Kyle Shanahan get started, but Kyle Shanahan's his own man and has to be a has to stand on his own two feet. Um, I'm not as big of. I don't take an issue with that as much. We've got KR. He says no sacks, but Bosa forced that love interception. Yeah, yeah. Nick Bosa had five five hits on the quarterback, so the Niners only got I think six total hits. On the QB, let me double check that. Niners had six QB hits, five for Bosa, one for Kinlaw. Yeah, you know, that's that's my point. Somebody not named Bosa hit the freaking quarterback. Please, please. We're you know, the Niners are gonna need that in a big way. Pib Ford says, Hey, here's 499. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Pib. Flaved in the house again. He says, Larry, you put my last post up and then talked about the trots and moved on. It's okay, though. Is there anything you guys have, have seen from Purdy versus Baltimore or Green Bay that, that you're really concerned about? Um, No. Uh, Well, yeah, I would say I didn't like what he had on the ball yesterday. He didn't have anything on the ball um i think you was know because of the weather That's i think it probably weather. was and that but like you know you know it's funny there was a lot of people that complained about camp interceptions there he threw a number of interceptions this summer in camp and the if, if there was a common denominator in those interceptions is that the ball kind of was loopy in the middle of the field loopy passes in the middle of the field you're just, you're just, you know, you're playing, you know, you're, you're tempting the fate, you're tempting the football gods. And he had three or four loopy passes in the middle of the field, but man, that throw to Conley was beautiful. Um, the throw to know,
0: Kittle off the schedule was that the touchdown to Kittle was just perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Brock, you know, a little bit more zip on the pass. Um, I'd like to see Brock, um, You know, his footwork be a whole lot better than it was against Green Bay. Um, And I'd like to see Shanahan not lean on Brock so much. I also feel more comfortable with Brock throwing outside than I do throwing inside. Um, And he seemed like those interceptions were inside inside passes against Baltimore. Some of the props, some of the mistakes he's made, you think about the Cincinnati game, they're inside. Like to see him be a little bit more circumspect inside. I still want to see him let it rip, but um, I want to see a little bit more juice on some of those inside passes. And I yeah. thought the footwork yesterday was a really poor. And I, I'm, I'm eager to see what Shanahan and what Purdy says about the footwork later this week because it seemed to me that he, he, he would get to the top of the drop, and then his feet seemed locked. And I, I never like to see that. I like to the, see them. Uh, moving a little bit more
0: the thing with Brock I mean his defining feature as a quarterback is accuracy and ball placement
1: his accuracy and ball placement were all over the place yeah it was bad yesterday it was the most inaccurate we've seen him he was high he was low he was in he was out he you know yeah it was it wasn't his night it wasn't his night which also kind of makes me really excited about what's ahead because you know he's going to bounce back right get it out of the way get it out just get it out get it out of you get it out of you I mean, you know, they say the hardest thing to do in sports is to win the triple crown in horse racing. Why is that? Because you have three different tracks in three, in, in, you know, over the course of five weeks with the long, you know, and every time you're going up against new horses and that's so there's all kinds of different things
0: right three different endurance tests three different distances
1: yeah and also like the you know if you know your tracks like the dirt like churchill downs is quite a bit different than the than pimlico which has tight turns and then you get to um belmont and it's just this huge massive track and you and it's the longest race and you need to to and you're doing it over five weeks and every time there's a There's a new race. There's horses that didn't run in the first race that enter into that next race. So you're going up against fresh horses, different distances, optical illusions, crowds, five weeks, the whole deal. Well, the NFL playoffs is a lot of the similar thing. And it's like, if you're going to be the champion, you've got to, there's a, there's a very distinct deal. The first time you're going to have to deal with a layoff against sometimes teams that really had that edge all the way through. So that's kind of what they faced in Green Bay. Green Bay was almost like in a playoff mode for the last month where the Niners had 20 days off. And then then you have to, you know, sometimes then the next week, you know, you, you know you've got a different test and then and then the Super Bowl you're taking on a different test. I don't know, it's like it's I expect the 49ers to play much better next week, whether it's Tampa or Detroit. Um, and hopefully the weather won't be a factor. We The one thing is if they can get that next game at home, we know that weather will be not a factor in the Super Bowl. And the one thing I really love about the 49ers going against the Ravens is when you have the better team and the better weapons, I think offensively like the Niners do, um, and you get on a faster surface, I think that favors you. I really do.
0: I think the Ravens, though, have proven an awful lot of you don't want this. Even if you think you can beat this, you might not want this because they got a know-how coach, and they got special teams. that usually doesn't fail them, although the only touchdown they gave up was a special teams touchdown.
1: Um, but they also I, are great at home, and I, they won't be at home. They beat the Niners right. here, but they're they're particularly good at home. One of the
0: things that I got wrong yesterday in terms of, so I'm watching this first game. How might this game apply to the next game? I really thought, all right, maybe there was a little rust here on the Baltimore Ravens. And then at halftime, it's like they just came out as the Baltimore Ravens after not being the Baltimore Ravens in the first half. And they just put it on the Texans hard. I thought that the 49ers are going to do that after a very back and forth, unimpressive, get the rust off you, get the let out first half that they were going to come back and score immediately on that opening drive of the third quarter and pin their ears back and cover the spread. Like I thought that that was going to be the echo between the two games. Little underperformance early, a lot of overperformance late. The Niners forgot to do their overperformance late. They did. They, they did not have the robust second half that the Ravens did. Um it's look, it all you got I thought be- the Texans
1: could I thought the Texans potentially could pull the upset there, but didn't happen. We,
0: yeah, I, look, we both kind of picked Houston in that game. We yeah. did. So we were wrong about that. And I think we both covered uh we, we picked the Niners to cover. We were wrong about that. Um, it doesn't matter what we're right or wrong about as long as at the end of a game, you want it. There, there, we're, we are way beyond the beauty pageant portion contest, the swimsuit portion contest. It is better to win ugly than lose pretty right now. Sometimes sometimes in certainly a baseball season, it's not just whether you're winning or losing, it's how you're playing. Football less than that because there's such a limited number of games. But this is not, no longer how you're playing. This is, did you win? And that's it. That's the only question that matters right now. Did you win? If the answer is yes, you had a great fucking football game. So the Niners, even though they didn't play well, great game. Great playoff game. They won it. Congratulations. Go get the next one, and you're in the Super Bowl. 60 minutes away from the the super Bowl, And we're about a half an hour away, Larry, 15 um,
1: minutes away from kickoff of the next game. So we'll is? hurry through here. Pib dollar $1.99. Thank you, Pib go for brooks. As I know, they didn't check the chat for the answers. Um, I, I was hoping you would throw them in the super side cause I'm over here on the super side. Go yeah, for broke. I, did. I don't know what, what are the answers? Wait a second. Hold on. I wish I could just check go for broke. See what happens. See what happens here.
0: How about this? If you're still watching, go for broke. Type him in right now. I'm at the bottom of the chat. I'll see
1: him immediately. Yeah. Let me see. Let me, uh, go for broke. Come on. Go for broke. There's probably a way to check here. Uh, okay. I can't do it. Doesn't really matter. Uh, all right. Here we go. Holland Tracy says I had a conversation with Matt Kane about how nervous I was during his perfect game at Lowe's. About as genuine of a guy as you'll ever meet. Yeah, Matt Cain's a good dude. Good dude. Very good dude. I did the very first interview ever with Matt Cain in the Bay Area because I was on the radio that day when he got drafted. He was a high school kid. The Giants drafted him out of high school. And I forget who it was with me, but we did an interview with Matt Cain. And he was always, always a nice guy, even back as a young high school kid. Uh J Fig 909ers. Will this silence the Purdy haters on the final game-winning drive? I wonder what the next excuse it will be. CMC was clutch, fire. Yeah, no, they'll always be haters. Um, what's the old, uh, what's the the rapper uh, that, that uh, Robert Sala quoted earlier? Uh, Rico, whatever. He's like, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping.
0: <laughs> There's that. Look at it this way. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Amy Trask or whoever offers it up. There are four quarterbacks remaining. Well, we'll <laughs> right. Three quarterbacks and Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll be the next. That'll,
1: that'll be tomorrow's show. Right, right, right. Supposedly, um, um, uh, Shannon Sharp's already gotten into the ripping. So there you go. Josh Dowling – it's so tired at this point. Josh Dowling, the whole 0-30 went down five in the fourth is BS. Two years ago in Green Bay, we were down seven, then a blocked punt to tie the game. So I don't know where they get those numbers, but they're wrong. But that was in the fourth. This is going to the fourth.
0: And I don't believe that any of those numbers include postseason play. That's a regular season statistic. So to apply a postseason win to it, I think, is where that that falls apart
1: there. Well, so then, in other words – he still hasn't done it because it's yesterday Yeah. Pib Ford says, Here we go. I kind of want the Bills, not the Ravens. Hashtag San Francisco. Um I could see Bills. I could see us to see Chiefs. Jimmy Kwan, there's San there's Francisco. There's nothing but a headache coming out of the AFC. The yeah. Super Bowl's not assured to anybody. Oh, I know. It's going to be tough. Jimmy Kwan says, San Francisco versus Green Bay was literally Kyle versus Kyle. They know each other like Shani and McVay. Difference was the players. Go, Damon. Banging moms, LOL.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Debo. <laughs> hopefully he's back banging moms next week.
1: <laughs> Christopher Walker. That's a, do you like being associated with the phrase banging moms? Hey, if uh, it didn't bother uh, Pat Burl, why should it be bothering me? Yeah, there you go. Do you know who I am? Christopher Walker, if Kyle Shanahan's arrogance cost the 49ers like the like with the Falcons and the 49ers, already I say move on. He's very smart, but I said, in my opinion, first win in the fourth quarter went down by five. Move on. It's easy to say move on, but I would, I would ca- counter that with move on to who? How about this? Unless you're bringing in Bill Belichick, I don't like it. Go for Broke says he just reposted. Did you see him? Wait, here we go. I think I see Go for Broke. Here we go. Uh, thank you, Go for Broke. He says, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020 at Raymond James Stadium. The Rams also won a Super Bowl at their home stadium. But since it was an odd year, 2021, and being an NFC team, they were designated the away team. Ah, What's okay. That?
0: Still their stadium. But, okay, so Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, look at it this way. Larry, technically we both got that right because we both said, you said Rams, I said Buccaneers. Uh, go for broke. Also said of the 24 players, no longer with the team. Four of them are starters. 13 of them are backups. Two are retired. Five players didn't make it at all. Five, um, five out of 58. Pretty good. So five failures of the 58 draft picks of the Lynch Shanahan era.
1: Yeah. Lynch has hit a high. I mean, if you, especially if you compare it to what Balky's hit rate was, Prior to, to uh to Lynch's uh tenure.
0: Hey, hey now. Uh, that's unnecessary. Trent did not hit at a very high clip. I'll tell you that, Lowry.
1: Um let's see, did I what's just reposted them? Okay, now we got this one for Mike Baker just recovering from a near heart attack yesterday. I know. Oh my god, I know. Oh, my God. I aged a lot yesterday. Jason Lutz. So, Brock's clutch. We still haven't seen him win on a full moon with one shoe untied in a primetime game with 50-mile-an-hour wins. I'm not convinced until we see it. You know what kills me is there were so many people that were, like, didn't believe in Brock earlier this year, and now some of those people are out, like, out there, like, Trying to be like you know, busting other people for not believing in Brock, dude. You didn't believe in him like four weeks ago, and now you're busting other people for not believing. Anyone you'd n- like to name in particular, Larry? Uh, no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to start. I don't want to start a content creator war, but it is a niner content creator, and it's a niner content creator on the other side of the country, um, and it's not Jesse. Um. <laughs> I think that's going to do it. What is this one? Chris Barber, not a not a super, but he says Niners are going to smoke whomever we play next week. Definitely going to play better. All right, uh, Damon, who do you got today? It is eight minutes away from kickoff. Bucks, Lions in Detroit. Man, I hope the Bucks pack their warm gear because it is cold in Detroit. Oh, it's a dumb. Uh, I'm gonna take uh the I'm this is how I'm betting today's games. I'm taking the Lions. Minus the six and a half. I love it. And in the after, in, in the evening game, I'm taking the under, but I'm teasing it. So I'm going to go Chiefs plus 10 and a half because it's Chiefs plus three. And then I'm going to tease it up to 53 and go under. So I'm going to go Chiefs plus 10 and a half under 53 on the tease tonight. And I'm going Lions straight bet. Minus six and a half. Who do you like today and tonight? Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. I'm taking them in the early <laughs>
0: game, and I think the Chiefs get it done in Buffalo in the late game. You're taking Lions. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. <laughs> I will beat your ass.
1: Lions uh, early,
0: Chiefs late. <laughs>
1: crazy boo-boo chicken. I love this show. (laughs) You're so cute, crazy boo-boo chicken. Yeah, where'd you get that name? I was thinking about using that name but my mom called me Ralph and I went with it. I like a meat cheese. I like extra garlic. I've always told them I like extra garlic. I'm the guy who goes to the game. I get the garlic fries. I put them in a paper bag. I bring them back to the studio. Tom always complains and Krug doesn't like it because his show starts after and the entire studio smells Garlic. Well, come on, crew Get so angry? Why do you get so angry at the Giants, crew? Well, you know,
0: I it was just to uh, come into a studio after Tom was in there. And once we removed the pillow and the blanket, uh, it would it would smell. It would smell an awful lot like chewing tobacco. You know, Lowry. I'll tell you one thing.
1: John Lynch may have a better a better uh, uh, percentage than I have, but I'll tell you one thing. I get to go to dinner with Trevor Lawrence and he's a very attractive man.
0: Got great hair. There's no doubt. He should be doing more per plus commercials, Larry. It was a, a, a heck of an evening that the 49ers figured out how to survive. They won it when the chips were down and they're hosting the NFC title game and we'll know who it's against by the time we are on the air, which is less than 24 hours from right now. Wake up. Damon and Larry, Monday, 8 a.m. It's the best morning show you're going to find around the 49ers anywhere. And you can find it right back here where you're watching right now.
1: So Damon, you, Larry. Low- Damon and Lowry, enjoy your Sunday, man. Enjoy that Sunday on the couch and maybe till one back for good old Trent Balky. <laughs>